Welcome to Not Quite Scottish Imports! Welcome to Not Quite Scottish Imports. I'm your host, Tammy. Behind me is Sammy, shaking like a leaf. And with me is Brad. Hey, how's it going? Hey! No Claire! Hi. She's she's visiting surprise family today. Hmm. <laughs> Scandalous. <laughs> Is it her surprise family? <laughs> Who knows? Um, so she's not gonna be able to talk about crazy accents with us this week, so that's that's unfortunate. Crazy accents and crazy architecture, but we'll get there. Oh, so so much to discuss this episode. Yeah, we'll 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 get there. Um I didn't check IMDB because I just assume there's not that much trivia. So let's see. Let's let's look. Let's have a look. Oh, okay. They just talk about this actor. Um Anthony DeLongus, uh, he is also going to be in a future episode. So spoilers, but not as the same character. There's a bunch of actors in the show that end up in different <laughs> different episodes. I don't know why that's so much trivia, but anyway, he plays Curlo. So uh, I have, I guess, some trivia. I didn't, there wasn't a whole lot in the cutscene stuff, so not, not much there. Um... But some of the trivia is that, yes, that Anthony, that Anthony DeLongis, who played Curlo, he actually is someone who um, is a, a fight coordinator himself and a we- weapons expert. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, he's a fifth degree black belt. Uh, he is inducted into the Black Belt Hall of Fame. Oh. I didn't even know that was a thing. <laughs> oh. He's also a member of the International Knife Throwers Hall of Fame. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So he's like done all the things, and I think that's part of why they hired him for this for Highlander in general, as in an episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um and F. Braun McAsh, who's the swordmaster, goes on and on in the uh behind the scenes stuff about how it was really awesome to be able to work with someone who knew that what they were, what they were already doing with the sword. <laughs> So um, he said the way that he got to choreograph this episode sword fight was he worked directly with Anthony and said, okay, if I were to move the sword this way, how would you respond in a fight? So they actually choreographed the fight scene together versus F. Braun McAsh choreographing the whole thing himself. Um, To me, it sounds very improv style. (laughs) They they improvised the fight scene and then probably fine-tuned it and said, okay, this is what we want for the show. Um, But that's also why the fight scene lasted as long as it did and like traveled throughout the house a little bit and like the cool you know around the pool and kind of all that stuff um and and then they did get uh some feedback of course from um what's his face uh why can't i think of his name not duncan <laughs> that's adrian paul i'm like oh. that's not his real name <laughs> They, they got feedback from Adrian Paul as well on the fight scene. So it was like a very collaborative um, effort in this episode, which is not normal. And let's see if there was anything. There wasn't, I mean, there was like a lot of things, but it was mainly around the fight scene stuff um, and how amazing Tony, even though he's l- named Anthony the longest, he just calls him Tony. F. Braun McAsh, they're they're buddies. He just goes by Tony, I guess. Um, so he just talks a lot about uh, Tony, and then Tony talks a lot about F. Braun McAsh and how wonderful a coordinator he is. So it's a lot. 
that I'm not going to go through. And to mm-hmm. me, it wasn't as interesting as what I thought uh, last week's was and the way he had to choreograph that. Yeah. Um, they did They did talk a little bit about like the fact that having Adrian Paul also share, like have his input, that the fight choreography was built more of how the characters themselves would fight and less about how F. Braun McAsh looked at the fight, which I was like, well, I would think that's kind of, I mean, especially for Adrian Paul's character, like, shouldn't you just be choreographing from his point of view anyway? And then whoever the new person is for that week, the, the monster yeah. of the week could fight however. So I thought it was odd that they just didn't, it doesn't sound like they include Adrian Paul as much as I assume that they do. Mm-hmm. Um, They wanted to keep Curlo alive just because they liked the actor, but he was just kind of a stock evil immortal character. So there wasn't a whole lot <laughs> like he, he was a very twirly yeah. mustache yeah. evil guy. Um, but because they like the actor so much, that's why they bring him back later on in the show as a whole different character. That's simple enough. Yeah, exactly. And they talked a little bit too about like um, the whole thing about like they wish they, the writers wish they didn't have to do an immortal of the week. But then when they've done episodes where they didn't have an immortal of the week, then they, it didn't seem to be, you know, as good. So that's why they still have this immortal of the week. And they're still like trying to figure out how to write. It seems not how to write for this show, but how to do different things for this show, I guess. Mm -hmm. I feel like, reading all of this it sounds like they felt like they were in a loop of like well this is what we have to do because this is the only thing that works yeah just and i found something better just do something good like i mean yeah that's all you have to do make it good don't make it bad (laughs) um they also uh said let's see who is this? this is jillian Horvath, um, who is the executive script coordinator. All right, so Jillian Horvath also talked about um, what happens if they're almost discovered. We have sort of the standard response. Most mortals who discover immortality, a Watcher comes along and recruits them to the Watcher's cause, which I sort of suspect is what happened with Waverly's wife when the episode was over, that Joe came along and said, I got a job for for you now that you know the truth, which I never thought that that's how it happened. So no. I thought that that was very weird reading that that's what the script coordinator thinks happens. And I'm like, what? No, get out of here. I don't think that. Yeah, I didn't think that's what happened at all. Definitely not. Like, what? what? I would think if anything, maybe the watchers now have to keep tabs on this ra- random mortal human person. Like, just to make sure they don't fuck up and tell everyone about immortals. But yeah. that's about as close as it comes to me. I'm like, why, why would we be recruiting people that way? I don't understand. Um, no, no. Let's see. Uh... Uh, the story <laughs> Jillian Horvath also said the story with a lawyer was meant to be a new approach and it and it's really the story with Curlo which winds up sort of taking over because it occupies a flashback it's the more boring of the two stories and yet it somehow became the center of the episode <laughs> what so so the story was the plot a was supposed to just be this really wacky lawyer sh- episode mm-hmm and plot B was supposed to be these two immortals that cause havoc. That right. Havoc. But because they ended up liking plot B more, they just made that the center and made Curlo the bad guy. And Oh, okay, okay. I thought they were saying yeah, the other yeah. way around. I was going to be like, wait a no, minute. No, 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 no. I no. don't. Like, that lawyer shit was boring as fuck. Yeah, yeah. 
Okay. So that's yeah, but they thought they thought the lawyer shit was supposed to be the interesting stuff. Yeah, I and I mean I, I get that it was supposed to be because like yeah. on premise alone, it's a solid idea. But yeah, for sure. But yeah, no, it's really fell flat. But, but that's yeah. So that's that's what ended up happening is they ended up liking the actor who played Curlo more. So they just ended up having him more of the show. It's like yeah, yeah, because he was better in his and they. I mean, he was the dominant. Like that whole flashback and everything took up a good portion of the episode. Yeah, I can't wait to talk about that flashback. <laughs> so good. If you could tell me what was said, that would be great. <laughs> Just mm. Mm. That those accents. <laughs> um. Also, the whole idea, obviously, was the strangers on the train, which I'm like, yeah, we knew that. You didn't actually have to reference it in the fucking yeah, episode. Yeah, that was... That's, that killed it for me. I was like, yeah. oh, why? Um, but clearly, that was where they got the idea for the episode from. Um, and let's see if there was anything else. Oh, this was the other thing I thought was interesting. So, again, Jillian Horvath... Um, uh, they actually liked this episode a lot. And I'm like, well, mm, 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 mm. Uh, there are parts I liked. There are parts I liked. Okay. Uh, it's not one of our outstanding memorable episodes that everyone puts on their best of list, but I think it has kind of charm of being one of Highlander's straightforward episodes in which McLeod gets trapped into a situ- uh, situation that... I like the somewhat humorous situation. So he's reacting with exasperation. Oh no, that's not the part I wanted to read. Although that was interesting. Uh, where the heck is it? I think it's Hold a great on. episode if you're if you're looking for an episode that you'll fall asleep halfway through um, and then have oh to rewatch the next morning. Um, oh no. Oh. Oh no. That's that's not good. Hold on. Oh geez, where is it? Okay, well I can't find where it is, but I. <laughs> This is so much like shit in here that I mean, because they talked to Tony DeLongis as well. So there's just a lot of transcript of him talking Tony about Longy. what it was like working at the show. Tony DeLonghi. Um, uh, is this it? Oh, yes, here it is. Okay. So, yeah, they're talking about like uh, the character of Curlo was not interesting enough for us to leave him alive and bring him back. Blah, blah, blah. He was stock immortal. Um, so David Abramowitz answered Adrian Paul because Adrian Paul said uh, had wanted to keep him around. <laughs> and I feel like Adrian Paul has a lot of pull on this show. <laughs> Uh, he says, let's bring him back with a different mustache, a different look, a different accent, and have the same actor play a different character. And we'll put his name on a list that we have in the kitchen of actors that we are planning to have on the show. So they just have a list in their kitchen of actors they want to have on the show. Sure. <laughs> I need sure. to see this list. Yeah, is, who's on that uh, list? What I need to see. Yeah. Who's not on the list? Um, <laughs> Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, one of the people, it says uh, it had, they named some people and some of these, I have no clue who these people are. Uh, it had Michael Prade on it. It had David Gagenhuber from Earth 2. Fake name. It had Adam Ant on it. Who <laughs> we actually tried to get on the show more than once. We also had a list in the kitchen that we called the hot list. Which was a list of lines that we never wanted to hear on the show again. <laughs> nice. We never wanted to put them in the script again. We had, I don't think so. We had, it's what we do. We had, it's who we are. <laughs> and we tried to avoid letting Duncan say those things because they had become cliches of the show. So, yeah, those those were the, the fun facts. I, <laughs> I really like the idea of these lists that they just have in the oh, kitchen. Yeah. Uh, lines we never want to have on the show again. <laughs> um, and then, uh, Dusty reviews. 
he was he was so-so on this episode. He liked parts of it. He didn't like other parts. It wasn't anything mm-hmm. like... I'm needing him to make up names for things again and for people. That's what no. I need from you, Dusty. I, I really... <laughs> and talk about fashions. Those are the two things I need from you. Mm-hmm. So, I'm sure you're listening to us. Please respect our wishes and start incorporating those into future reviews. Indeed. Um, all right, Brad, what was happening? Well, first thing, I've got episode? some I've got some trivia oh. of my own. Oh. Um, and my trivia is that all of our names are on a device. Fuck. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> God try damn skip, it. Try to skip right past it. I did. <laughs> I know. I picked I picked up the Alexa and uh, I was like, wait, oh, I guess, well, hmm, interesting. Nice try. <gasps> Alexa, open 60 second summary. Okay, let me pick Claire. <laughs> off alexa you can go fuck yourself alexa fucker (laughs) i'm glad glad you finally figured shit out but like what the fuck yeah alexa open 60 second summary okay let me pick brad (sighs) traitor traitor all right brad take a moment collect your thoughts (laughs) oh boy think about you know if you could figure out what things, what what words were said, that'd be great. Ooh, uh, um, if you, <laughs> you talk about things people were wearing, what were they doing, um, how unsexy the sex video must have been. You can talk Oof. about that for a little bit. <laughs> Oof. Um, but you you gotta let us know what happened in this ep- episode, and you're gonna have 60 seconds to do that without going ridiculously over or under. Otherwise, you'd be a I was gonna say a bad lawyer chump, but just a lawyer chump. Mm. Just, that's enough. That's enough. Throw you in that lawyer pile. Wow. All right, Brad, you'll be going in three, two, one, go. All right, this episode is blackmail. We start off, this guy is making the lamest sex tape ever because he's more like into like playing with this camera than to fucking his mistress. So boring as fuck. Um, and then he's got to leave because <laughs> it's like time for him to go home. So I guess it took a while to charge the camera or something. <laughs> Great, cool, very fun. Um, but he goes outside and he catches Duncan uh, fighting another immortal, takes his head. He's got it on video. He's going to use it to blackmail him, uh, but mainly to get him to kill his wife because he wants to kill his wife uh, so he gets the money. Uh, listen, they live in a house with a boardroom, so I don't understand anything about these motherfuckers. <laughs> um, we get flashbacks to these two immortals. Uh, the One of them, the one Duncan's already killed. The other one's his pal that's going to come after him. Uh, Duncan takes the blame for a murder that those guys did and then gets hung for it uh, to save his friend. It's weird. <laughs> one minute. <laughs> I didn't get to talk about my favorite part. Damn it. <laughs> you know. My favorite. Okay, I'm just going to say it right now. Yeah, I know yeah. I know we're not there yet, but I love that they just got Duncan lost in a maze. <laughs> like, they got what away. A weird flashback. Like, these, Duncan is such a fucking loser. <laughs> they trapped him in a maze and ran away. It's so <laughs> weird. Oh. I think that was actually, like, one of the problems that Dusty Reviews had with this episode. It's like, what was this? I oh. mean, which, that's a, it's a fair question. I don't know. I don't know what this was. It was my favorite. It was my absolute favorite. I fucking love it. I love it. So dumb. And also, I think he had another question. Um, oh, yeah. He talked about Robert's character. He goes, not only is he a cheater, he likes to film himself with his mistress. He thought he could blackmail Duncan into murdering someone with a sword. <laughs> Who had a sword? 
<laughs> and, and then he has this leverage, which is the tape, but he still just decides to go murder this other guy, <laughs> thinking it would help the negotiations. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, it was uh, that robber guy. Not, not very bright. Not very bright. No. All right, Brad. Now, can you let us know what happened the day this episode aired? Sorry, I jumped ahead hey, of that. Hey, it's cool. You, listen, you're trying you try to dodge it, and somehow you dodged it three times. <laughs> three times you dodged it in this episode. Like, that's... All right. Well, uh, yes, this is a Monday, November 28th, 1994. So many things are happening. Uh, guys, as we all know, um, of course... Um, it's the Episcopal Diocese of Hawaii's Feast of the Holy Sovereigns in honor of the founder of the Anglican Church of Hawaii. Whoa. Oh, that's nothing but bad. Yeah. Ooh, ooh. Like, that's just some straight-up colonialism. Yep. Uh, um, yeah. It's uh, Albanian Independence Day from Turkey. Uh, so there's that. Uh, also... Um, Saints Day, Pope Gregory the Third, our favorite. Not really. Mm, they're all they're no. all terrible. They're also, all trash. I mean, at least some have fun names. Yeah, it's, this one's Pope the most Gregory boring the Third. Jeez, don't like it. Uh, yeah, there's that. Um, oh, also on this day, uh, Norway voted against joining the EU. So oh. there's that. And in uh, um, Portage, Wisconsin, uh, Jeffrey Dahmer was clubbed to death by an inmate in uh, <laughs> in prison. In, and he in still the gym. shows up wow. in my fucking nightmares. Well, I hate him so much. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, oh, wow. And on the same day that Jeffrey Dahmer died, uh, Jerry Rubin died. Oh. Jerry, Jerry Rubin, um, as we all as we all remember best from the Aaron Sorkin uh, um, film, uh, um, The Trial of the Chicago 7. Um, that's what he's best known for. <laughs> I mean, Jerry Rubin also sucks. Like, he turned into a fucking, <laughs> you know, Reagan-loving capitalist, like, oh. Wall Street douchebag. So, no bueno. I, you know, he was, he was good t- until the 80s. So, like a lot of people, he became trashed in the 80s. So, Jerry Rubin, dead. Also, on this day, what's the top song in the U.S.? Boys to Men on Bended Knee. Okay. All right. All and in right. the U.K., it's another fake song. <laughs> E17, Stay Another Day. <laughs> Guys, I'm just going to let you know. I, I looked because I was like, okay, I got to see if this is for real or fake. Because I know, who knows? Um, I Googled that. I pulled up a music video. I sent it to Tammy and Claire. And I was like, mm-hmm. Claire? Are you going to try to tell me this isn't fake? Because I watched 30 seconds of that music video, and that isn't real. E17, Stay Another Day, look it up, fake. That shit is not real. Yeah, uh... She said that was Christmas number one. I don't. <laughs> I don't know what that means. No, it was the number one song for Christmas because it's, ne- it's November twenty eighth. It's Christmas time. Everybody's got to be watching E seventeen. Stay another day. Like with these fucking it's, weirdos. It's a weird video. It so I. So I don't know the, how much time I watched because I ended up like watching the beginning portion and like just skipping through it to like see if mm. there was any other weirdness in it. But it starts off with these guys seemingly in a blizzard but they're also just in a room so like i don't i don't understand Uh, what this is (laughs) it's nonsense like this is just like a giant gaslighting project that claire's behind and i just i don't appreciate it it's not what you do to your friends so 
Just saying. Just saying. Yeah, it's, it's bizarre. Um, also, I know we're all wondering what movies are available. Well, that's a great question that I would love to answer, but I can't find where the website is. Oh, Here no. it is. Uh, I found it. Mystery solved. Uh, number one at the box office, The Santa Claus. Uh, oh. Number two, Star Trek Generation, still holding in there. Okay. Number right. three, Interview with the Vampire, The Vampire Chronicles, which, as we all know, is the full title of that movie. It's, I wonder if that's the full title of the show that's coming out this this fall. I hope so. I mean, interv- gonna... Interview with the Vampire, The Vampire Chronicles, the series. Oh, man. <laughs> No, uh, at least on IMDb, it's just Interview with a Vampire. Hmm, no good. Uh, Number four, we got a new movie this week, guys. New movie, Junior. Oh, it's a goodie. Which one is Junior? Um, That's with um. It's uh, with face? Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. having a baby. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, classic film. Classic oh, it's, film. It's an Arnold Schwarzenegger, Danny DeVito film. Got it. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I need to know. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, number five, new movie, Low Down Dirty Shame. Um, this movie, as we all know, is. Uh, after um, we got uh, we got Ke- oh Keenan Ivory Wayans oh, okay. joint got it and Jada Pinkett uh, after hitting a wall in his case against drug kingpin Ernesto Mendoza Andrew Divoff awesome uh, Private Eye Andre Shame Keenan Ivory Wayans quits the police department in disgrace the the wisecracking investigator thinks he's left his old life behind him but now everything changes when an old chum from the force informs him of a break in the case with the help of his motor mouth secretary peaches jada pinkett andre <laughs> leaps back into action to solve the case and clear his name <laughs> oh that's great it's a very 94 movie oh that's such a 94 <laughs> movie i love it uh number six uh lion king number seven stargate number eight new movie this week the oh. page master um it's an animated movie macaulay culkin was ah. the voice for that i know about that movie because uh, we get to see that on a field trip oh yeah wow yeah so that was a thing i saw wow yeah in the before times when you were able to watch animated movies yeah this would probably be near the end of that so yeah. um let's see is there any ah stop moving around website uh, is there anything else new no looks like same old stuff a miracle on 34th street miracle on 34th street's already down to number nine and like it's wow. november 28th Ooh. ouch uh number 10 the professional 11 pulp fiction swan princess forrest gump the war Baltimore broadway mask frankenstein specialist clear and present danger natural born killers the river wild the last seduction little giants clerks love affair the client so those are movies um, what was on TV? Regular stuff, of course. All of our regular friends, sure. But what about TV movies? Yes, we've got a movie called Following Her Heart. Oh, what is this about? Please this, tell me. Well, first of all, let me tell you. Starring Anne Margaret, a Swedish woman married to a domineering man for 35 years is set free upon her husband's death. Well, she's the heir to his estate... She's only she's only allowed three hundred dollars. Oh, ready what? to pursue? I don't know what that means. I ready to pursue her passion in music. She moves to Nashville, where she meets her longtime pen pal and scores the opportunity to perform <laughs> in a small club. 
Um, I read another synopsis where it's it's the it did not mention her being Swedish. Um, uh, yeah, follows a recently widowed woman who dis- who rediscovers herself while traveling with with a group of Grand Ole Opry fans on a guided country music tour. I mean, I like. Listen, there are things that are important. Um, this is a Swedish woman uh, that becomes a country music star. So weird. It's a weird, and it's Anne Margaret playing a Swedish woman. I, I like. I want. I, I want to see this. I want to hear that Swedish. I want to hear Anne Margaret's Swedish accent voice because I mean that sounds bonkers. And now I'm gonna look and see if I can find a trailer. I mean, Anne Margaret was born in Sweden. Oh, well, there's the entire film on YouTube. Okay, that's good. Oh, hold on. Oh, she's doing a very thick Swedish accent. She's doing a very thick Swedish accent for the record. Yikes. So, check that movie out, guys. I don't know if I will be honest. <laughs> you don't want to hear Anne Margaret as a country singer with a Swedish accent? Very strange. Is her accent better than the ones we heard in this episode? Uh, I. I, I We'll find out. All right. Uh, anything else, Brett? No, that's all. That's, that's all. It. That is all. Okay. Well, you ready to get into this episode of The Highlander? Yes. Yes. So good. Just so good. Just so <laughs> interesting. All right. So we start off with a sexy sex tape. Uh, can we can we go back before that to the credits? Okay. Um, because when Anne popped up, I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot Anne was on this show. <laughs> Already, already. <gasps> already forgot that she existed. Sorry. Now we're in a sexy sex tape. <laughs> um, this is the most unsexy sex tape. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, oh, because it starts off with guys just filming feet, and I'm like, oh, oh. Yeah. One of those, one of those situations. <laughs> I mean, like, you're filming somebody's feet in 1994. Like, we were doing weird feet shit in 94. I thought that was a newer advent. <laughs> I thought we just oh, no, ran I, I, did, I thought we just I ran out of other porn, and that's where this feet shit came from. No, I, I, think, I think it's been around for no, a while. I don't want to believe that. Weird. Um, blankets everywhere. There's oh, yeah. Blankets yeah. everywhere in this room. So many blankets. Well, the thing is, they were they were going to change the sheets, and it was like, hey, um, before we finish changing the sheets, what if we make a sex tape? Weird. Also, I'm not, I don't know about this, like, this, like, I don't know, gold, like, mustard color sheets with yeah. blue pillowcases and comforter. Like, what is that color match? Yeah, I don't, I just don't like that gold mustard color no honestly i think it's terrible i also don't like the lack of a headboard and i don't like the fact that these well i don't like the blinds because they're blinds but also they're they're open well and and without the headboard too like her bed must just move at some point into those blinds like all the fucking time how do how are those blinds not broken Ugh. i mean maybe they're hoping to break the blinds and then like they, they can justify uh um like getting rid of the blinds in their apartment maybe it's it's so so robert we learn is having an affair with lisa his mistress and he's got to get going and don't worry he'll get a he'll say he's going out of town for work and get him a little beach place i don't even know like i i guess we're supposed to assume that they've had sex prior to this and we're just going in for round two or three because if it's like oh no look at the time i gotta be going like what 
What are you talking about, sir? You have not. I. I. Well, I'm. I'm going to assume that things have not started. Um. Otherwise, yikes. Yeah, and we also learn that um, Lisa has not. You know, Lisa wants more. She's not interested in being the mistress anymore, and that's it. And he said, look, we've been through this. She won't give me a divorce. And um, Lisa says, did you actually ask her? And Robert says, look, we both know that she doesn't even get any of her money till her her 35th birthday. And neither one of us does poor very well. Okay, first of all, he's a lawyer. So is he not making money? Secondly, what is this bullshit that she doesn't get money till her 35th? Yeah, that is a, like that is some fucked up shit. Like, imagine having like rich parents, and like they set it up so you don't get any money that's until you're a, 35. Like, that's such an arbitrary, weird time for. <laughs> yeah, because like the thing is, like I I understand if like you become rich, and let's say you're not a complete asshole, even though yeah. you're rich. So I, it's unlikely. But oh, I plan on it. I plan on becoming rich and becoming a complete well, asshole. Well, they do like, go together. Watch out. Like, it's going to be hard to be rich and not be an asshole. Like, it's just the natural way of things. Yeah. Um, yeah. But let's assume, and you're like, all right, well, you know, I, I don't want my, I don't want to have a spoiled kid. I want my kid to, like, live in some form of reality oh, and know about money. So, like, I don't want to just give them millions of dollars the second they turn 18. Because that's... Yeah. That's not good for anybody. And no, they'll end it up really is Destroying them. <laughs> like, I, so, bravo on that. So, yeah, me, and I know a lot of people, like, have trusts that are set up where it's like, yeah, you'll get, like, a little bit of money here, and you get, like, there is, you get some more here, and you get some, you know. Or, like, your college point. is paid for, sure. and your room, like, all that shit. Or, so, like, the crazy yeah. rich people just set it up so that you're just getting a slow feed forever of, yeah. like, money. and you'll, because, because they can never trust you to be good with money. Yeah, and you, they're <laughs> And it's never going to run out of money. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I, yeah, that's an option as well. But, like, like 35, like, shit can ha- you can have cancer, like, before you turn 35 yeah. and need that money. Like, like I feel like, okay, uh, you graduate college or something. So somewhere yeah. around, like, 20, early 20s. 20, like 25, I, I think, is, like, yeah. is pretty much as, is as late that, that's as it. is reasonable. That's, yeah, that's the limit. <laughs> I was going to say, that's the limit. You can't go past 25. No. <laughs> like, you can't just be like, uh, like, it's already weird, but like, you, 35, like, it didn't even make any sense. No. Like, I had to read it in the transcript because I'm like, did he just say 35th birthday? Like, 35, like, I, you likely, like, have a family of your own. <laughs> Yeah, I just, it, it, and when we see their house later, which, yes, we are definitely going to talk about things in their house, mm-hmm. but, like, what, so is she getting a small stipend before that? Yeah, well, I think there's a couple of options here. One, this is just a blatant lie, because he's yeah. a liar, um, and he's lying to this woman because he has no intention of no, no. divorcing his wife, because, yeah, like, money. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, he, money, also, money, money. yeah, also, he's a lawyer. Like, they've got money. Like, maybe they're, maybe there's more money coming when she's 35 for some reason. Like, that's the next tranche of, like, you yeah. know, money drops. But, I, they're fine. They're fine. These are, like, the people that are like, oh, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I've got $7 million in the bank, but, like, you know, when when my parents, uh, uh, my parents die, I'll be getting an inheritance of another $30 million. Like, so that's when I'll be really rich. Motherfucker, like, what are you even, like, you're living in a world. Yeah. A world of wild fantasy. 
fantasies that no one else lives in. It's really rich, rich people like, never know they're rich because they're always like, well, so there's other weird. people that are richer than me, so I'm not really rich. And honestly, if you think about like the taxes and everything, it's not really that much money because I can't really do anything I want. I can just do most things I want most of the time, but I can't do anything. I don't. Even, I don't even have a private jet. Uh, Fuck you. Monsters, absolute fucking monsters. But I, there's also the the greater chance this guy's just you know a liar because he's a liar. And then he does tell her to take a Prozac, which I was like rude. <laughs> like hey hey guy that just like didn't get to fuck your mistress because you were too busy making feet videos. Like <laughs> I mean, even if you're a weird foot person that makes foot videos, like don't you want to get around to the sex at some point? Just. Oh god! Uh, yeah, and I'm not even gonna. Ugh, ugh. It's all grosses me out. Um, so he leaves, and he hears swords clashing. <laughs> he grabs his fucking video camera. Like this is gonna be a jarring video. Uh, yeah. Cool. A weird feet shit. Ah. Uh, oh. Oh, a beheading. Cool. 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 I mean, it is kind of hilarious when we see his wife watch the video. Yeah. Later. <laughs> Um, yeah, so he sees Duncan, like, and uh, takes someone's head, and then a quickening happens. But he doesn't film the whole quickening, which I feel like... This All would, right. This would, okay, this would be like if if you like if you logged onto like a porn site and was watching a porn video, and all of a sudden it it somehow switched to one of those Al Qaeda beheading videos. <laughs> no, <laughs> like why? this is fucking insane. <laughs> so jarring. Let me tell you, it's going to be a while before you can go watch porn again. <laughs> oh, seriously. <laughs> Always on guard. Oh, God, is this going to be a beheading video or worse, a foot video? <laughs> See, one of those two things. I'm out of here. <laughs> Ugh, the internet isn't safe anymore. <laughs> it's all beheadings and feet. Oh, God, this is terrible. <laughs> um. So, yeah, so... He gets out of there. He gets out of there. He sees the quickening starting, and he's like, "I'm, I'm done." <laughs> Which I'm like, that's the least offensive thing on that film. Yeah, like, because <laughs> yeah, he sees some lightning. Like, yeah, I, I go going into Duncan's belly. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the second you see you see a guy behead someone, that's crazy. You yeah. didn't see that guy struck by lightning. <laughs> Multiple times, like over and over. I like I'm staying around because like I got to catch all of this on film. Oh, so weird. So he gets out of there. So Duncan, I love this so much. So Duncan goes to Joe's bar. <laughs> I love Joe in this episode. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm not loving those pants. I got to be honest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> those pants, and those jeans Joe's wearing, it's not good. No. Um. But Duncan immediately is like, when did you watch her start filming things? Also, you guys are terrible at your job. I caught him. I got him watching me. <laughs> and Joe's like, we don't film anything. Which I'm just like, why not? Yeah, that's, that is wildly unbelievable. Uh, yeah, he says, we don't use video cameras. Uh, which, oh, oh, wh- what? Why not? What is wrong with you guys? Well, I mean, you guys do have, like, the world's oldest computer. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so, um, so, Duncan is then like, hey, well, you know, this is not something I want showing up on the 6 o'clock news, so this is not great. And, uh, 
So they're gonna have to like find this guy. And Joe's like, I'm going with you. Love it. Love <laughs> also, it. Also, I'd like to know what kind of camera this guy uses. Maybe we should start filming. Yeah, that sounds like fun. Hmm, I like it. <laughs> oh no, it's a foot video. <laughs> <laughs> so they get you. You think you're gonna get a beheading, and they get and you get feet. Uh, um, I don't understand this hoodie jacket thing Duncan's got going on either. No it's hoodie under his jacket. No, not at all. Uh, all right, we meet Barbara. So, okay, we're inside the Waverly home. Uh, this <laughs> go, Brad. Go. Okay, for like first of all, I I was so confused at first because we see that she's wearing a robe, so I assume they're at home. Yeah. Then we see her going into an office that is his office. That and I'm like, well, so wait, so wait, is this like a home office? And apparently, it's a home office. I mean, we're led to believe that this is their house. This very much just looks like an office, though. Yeah. And, like, the decor is terrible. Uh, he's got yeah. these pink bookshelves. Like, we're, I mean, it's 90s, so, like, we're still got that overflow from the 80s with the pastels and shit. Um, and that fucking color of pink that my mother painted our living room. <laughs> like, I, that is very bad. Yeah. I don't like it. Um, but then we see some more of this house... And like their their dining room is a boardroom. <laughs> like yeah, they have a boardroom. They have a boardroom in their house. Like, like this I, is not a yeah. house. Yeah, because I was okay with him having an office in their house. I'm like, sure, I guess he might have to conduct business or or he's just working out of his home. He wants mm-hmm. a space to do that in. People have offices in their house, right? Yeah, they don't have boardrooms. They don't typically have a boardroom. Like, th- what is happening? Like, it is crazy. Like, how, the fact that they expect us to believe, like, oh yeah, rich people, they just, this is how they live. They just have boardrooms. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> boardrooms with glass doors. And yeah, yeah, it's, it's a boardroom. Yeah, what? What? Yeah. I love having everyone over for Thanksgiving dinner. You know, <laughs> let's all gather around and and uh, we'll have the turkey and all the trimmings and, and, and uh, show off a PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> uh, Mabel from accounting has got some new figures for us. And I'm trying to see because like they have the address and it's it's just a weird looking place. I mean, I Google mean, Google Maps doesn't let me go very far. <laughs> it doesn't let me go into the boardroom. <laughs> yeah, like that is. But it's a it's a weird shaped locale. Hmm. It looks like a big cross, but like not. A, I'm sorry, not a cross. It's it's crossed in the center. It's uh, it's a weird space, and I don't know what they what this is space is typically used for. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but it's a, it's a massive space. Because, okay, we're not going to get there yet, but there's also a pool. So you have a boardroom and office. This is a house with a pool. Mm-hmm. Like, none of this makes sense to me. What is this place? I, I yeah. don't know what this is. No. I This just makes no fucking sense. Oh, there's also, I mean, on Google Maps, there's also this massive tennis court. Oh, what? Which, which place are you looking at? Okay, so if you're on the transcript, it's mm-hmm. Lisa's apartment interior, but it's the Waverly's. Oh, but Lisa's, Lisa's the girlfriend, isn't it? Yes, but then it's also Waverly's oh. house. That's the oh. interior. They filmed the interior of her apartment in this space as well. Right, right, right. Okay. And then the outside of Lisa's apartment is Kinghorn Muse under Granville Bridge. <laughs> Oh. Um, but the this space was used for both the Waverly house and for Lisa's apartment. Maybe it was the outdoor for the Waverly's house. 
Maybe. I don't. Cause there's like, no indoor then. They're just yeah. I don't think they up. list the the indoor. Maybe. Maybe that's the case. Oh, but this. Yeah, I think this is just like an office building. That makes sense. Oh, but wait. Yeah, there's like a. What the fuck is this? Right. Yeah, because that tennis court. I was like, oh, well, it's an office building. Oh wait, there's a tennis court. Yeah. And but okay, but, but there's other houses around it. Like these these are like large estates. So maybe this is like maybe. Oh, and there's this a is, greenhouse right next to it too. Yeah, I think maybe this is like a like a community center or like something. Maybe like a club, like a a clubhouse, country of some club sort. or something. Yeah. It's very because that would make sense with all the glass stuff. There's probably like you know board office room boardrooms you know that you can rent out and stuff. Uh, but what is this? It doesn't, it doesn't seem to be like ideal. Maybe the parking is covered. I like where are people parking. I don't understand. Whole thing's weird. No, no, the whole it's all strange. Yeah, uh, somebody explain and to then, me what the hell this is. Can I street? Okay, you? that has to Can be. I street you? I tried. Good luck. No, I tried. You can't. It's too rich. <laughs> because rich people it, don't let you street view. Yeah, and it's and oh, it's, it's also so many. Canada. Yeah, and it's so many hedges in the front. So even the street view, you end up just seeing the hedges. Yeah, and so. I think Canada is, is like you know actually at times occasionally protects people's privacy. So what the? Yeah, so there's less street viewing. Wow. Weird. Weird. The whole place is weird. So we've got uh, Barbara. Well, we've got Robert trying to hide the tape. Oh, it's right <laughs> next to a golf course. So, uh, yeah. Ah, I uh, got it. Okay. That's what's going on here. Rich people shit. That, that at least makes more sense. Because I'm like, what the fuck is this place? It's just so bizarre. It's it's not for our kind. <laughs> Oh, there's also there's also the right the writing club. So yeah, this is just oh all rich the writing club. Oh fuck, these are some people that yeah they're definitely get some, getting some thirty five payouts. They also got some thirty four payouts, some thirty three payouts. <laughs> they fucking came out of the womb getting payouts. Oh god. All right, so uh, you know Rob, Robert's saying he had to work overtime and now he's trying to hide this tape and Barbara's. Not, I'm just gonna call her Barb. Barb's not having that. Yeah. <laughs> she seems much more like a Barb than a Barbara. Come on. Defo. Defo. Um, so Barb's not having that. She's like, look, I know it's your slutty mistress. <laughs> it's probably foot videos. <laughs> and, uh, You're not even good at lying anymore. That was my favorite. Yeah. Um, and uh, he's telling her, is this, I think, where he's telling her... Um, Oh, yeah. She asked him why they're still even married, which is a great question. Mm -hmm. But it's all because he knows she's going to get all that money on her 35th birthday. Where's my 35, uh, 35th birthday payout? <laughs> I didn't know. I, somebody forgot to send the check. Um, he says things have gotten dangerous. And uh, she's like, what? <laughs> And that, that's when, by the way, when she said that you don't even lie uh, well anymore. Um, and, you know, lack of communication. And she's asking, like, what could be so dangerous? And he says, look at me, I'm scared to death. <laughs> Uh, and he just talks about how much he loves her. Mwah, mwah, mwah. In their boardroom. <laughs> Do you love me enough to, to, to miss the annual investor's call? <laughs> Everything is weird. Even the glass etching is yeah. bizarre in this boardroom. Uh, yeah, like this. Because if you look, there's a face. <laughs> Yeah. I'm at oh, yeah, 7.29, like, oh, yeah, there's like a, a face. Yeah, it's like a, a tiki situation. Yeah, but then it's next to, like, pine tree etchings. Like, 
I mean, it's very Canadian. Yeah, very Canadian. Oh, yeah, definitely Canadian. Definitely, this is a country club. <laughs> like, <laughs> definitely, this is not some. This is not a house. Who who was at this place and thought, yeah, this will work? Rich people house. Yeah, boardroom. Uh, cool. So this is outside of Lisa's apartment. Uh, Joe and Jensen. Wait, I'm there. sorry. Hold on. I just okay. Like, yeah. Do, do yeah. the set people like not know what places look like? Like we've seen a bedroom and a living room. <laughs> <laughs> we have seen, like, they're, they're able to, to create some, like, you know, uh, locales from all different points in history, but they can't figure out what the inside of a house looks like. <laughs> like, that is where they always falter, inside of a normal-ass I house. Mean, I I guess, like, in this one specifically, they could just be like, meh, rich people shit, right? Like... <sighs> They just might think rich people would have a boardroom. I guess. I mean. (laughs) But they've done this before. They've done this where it's been rich people. And it's like, I don't think this is how anyone would live, including a rich person. No. Like, it's always, like, just, like, what should, they should be easy, it should be so easy to get a normal house to film in. So weird. It's the one thing they can't pull off on this show. And the other thing they can't pull off, oh, we'll talk about that in a minute. We're not there yet. Never mind. (laughs) Calm down, calm down, keep it in. Sorry, sorry. Um, So, okay, so we're with Joe and Duncan, who, uh, Duncan's, like, showing Joe, like, this is where it was. He was in visitor parking, so he doesn't live here. And then Joe goes, well, okay, so who was the immortal? that you you know you beheaded and duncan says matlin and joe i like whenever joe hears the name of another immortal he has the exact same reaction every time yeah i don't know if you're noticing this oh it's amazing i love it (laughs) but he says he always says the full name of the other immortal Uh incredulously (laughs) like really like peter matlin So good. So good. Because that was the same way he said the other dude's name last episode. Yeah. I love it. Like, he's such a, like, he's such a weird, like, immortal fanboy. It is. Ugh. It's so good. It's like, he, he treats it as if he's not talking about, I mean, we're not talking about actual people, but he's not talking about an actual person, but like a character on a TV show. Like, that's the way he treats it. He's, he's fucking- I thought they killed that guy off in season two. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah he's he's agent colson in in uh in the avengers yeah exactly like he's just be, he's just happy to be talking to captain america <laughs> and duncan's like oh you know him and he goes well by reputation it's like joe doesn't know any immortal but you duncan you're yeah, the only one you're the, he knows you're the only one that he hasn't creeped out <laughs> oh he's met other immortals but he's creeped them the fuck out yeah uh, and he says, he's one treacherous son of a bitch. And Duncan says, well, he was. And he goes, well, you know, if Matlin, if you killed Matlin, that means Curlo can't be far behind. And Duncan's like, yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> like, Joe, if you know this shit, Duncan's going to know this shit. <laughs> hey, do you, do you think maybe this guy could, like, uh, also get video of Curlo? Oh, <laughs> wow. If I could watch you cut off Curlo's head. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just watch out. You don't want it to become another feet video at oh, the end. Oh, boy. I had to edit out all this weird feet shit, but man, <laughs> I got this real sexy video. Um. All right, Brad, let us know. We went to a flashback. Oh, boy. Where did we go? Uh, We went back to... <laughs> 
somewhere in England, 1805. A street at night. <laughs> oh, 1805. Um, I guess we're really, really fulfilling the timeline here. Um, this is 1805 yeah. in England. Now, a year prior in 1804 was when Amanda set up Duncan with the stolen jewelry. That was in a Bavarian inn. So we've gone England to um, Germany to England. <laughs> so, uh... Because <laughs> in 1803, there was the English Palace uh, when uh, Pitton uh, robbed uh, the Duchess and spared Duncan's life. Okay. So that happened. Um, so this is 1805. 1810, after this, the next time we know anything, um, Duncan is in Switzerland uh, with uh, Brian Cullen drunkenly riding to Paris. With that, and then that weirdo mortal guy wanted to fight uh, Cullen. <laughs> That's right. You're the greatest sword fighter. Fight me. Ugh. Whatever. So that was five years after this. So that's that's where we are in the timeline. So he's having a blast though, because a lot of times in I mean, okay, well in 1804, even though Amanda set him up with the stolen jewelry, he was fucking Amanda at the yeah, time. Yeah, I mean, so great, great time. Great time. Now he's in England, just drunk, and then in Switzerland, he's also just wasted. Like he, Duncan yeah. is very wasted throughout oh, Europe. These are the party years, like for this sure. Is really. Really is like I think I think he gets serious a little bit when he goes when he does all the Pacific Northwest Dakota territories. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think okay. What happened is he came back from the Far East, uh, came back from uh-huh. the Japan China period, um, and after that, like it's just party 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 until yeah. like fucking Waterloo. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> and then Darius is like like a like a fucking wet blanket. <laughs> I love this tracking that we have with <laughs> it's, Duncan. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. We're learning a lot. <laughs> I mean, it's, it is interesting to see, like, well, what was he doing before this occurred, you know? Or what was he doing after this happened? Um, but uh, I feel like some sometimes, like, lately, I feel like they've been real sketch with the details. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, also, the way we got into this flashback is there was a poster with lights that then started lighting up. I actually really like the way we did this flashback. Oh, yeah, it was, it was fancy. I liked it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it wasn't eyeballs that didn't lead to a flashback at all. <laughs> Amazing. Such a goodie. Is there audio commentary for that episode? Oh, oh I doubt it. Jeez. Um, so I'm oh. gonna write. I'm gonna write to Adrian Paul, so maybe he can give me some info on that for his YouTube, his little YouTube yeah, definitely, videos. Definitely. Be like, I need you to answer a very important question, Adrian Paul. Just what the fuck? Here's the clip. What the fuck? Um, All right. Speaking so, of what the fuck. Yeah. So we meet Johnny. I don't know what anyone is saying. <laughs> like the the accents happen. Like when these accents started, I was just like, already this is kooky, and it's and they just get wackier. Like all these flashbacks, yeah. like everybody's doing wildly different wacky accents, and they are in no way consistent. No. Yeah. So I. I guess Johnny was in a war or something. Mm. I, I, I'm I'm just basing it off the transcripts. Really, I I was like the accents hit me so hard that I was like, I really don't know what the fuck's happening right now. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah. 
Two years of chasing up and down the Mediterranean. If I never set foot on another boat, I'll consider myself lost. Hmm. Yeah, war is all the is all the hell it's cracked up to be, Johnny. Make no mistake. And he's just buried a lot of good men. There were times that I'd never get back. Never doubted. I told Molly in the book. So Duncan was not involved in that war, which we know because in 1804 he was doing whatever. He was yeah. with Amanda. Uh never doubt it i told molly and the boys that you were too stubborn to get yourself killed oh they're so you're drunk and laughing and all the, all the things um johnny says molly told me how you looked in on her and made sure that they got what they needed i don't know how to thank you duncan <laughs> duncan's just like just taking care of other people's families i don't like when does he meet johnny like why is he such good friends with johnny and yeah. molly <laughs> Uh, and, I, and I just consulted the other website that has uh, Duncan facts, and there's yeah. it looks like there's only one other uh, flashback in between uh, uh, this and the uh, um, um, Bavarian with Amanda. Wow. So, and it didn't, there's not a lot of info on that flashback. So, okay. Well, I mean, we'll we'll see it when we get there. Yeah. All right. Um. So then we have. Uh, a secondary flashback. This is not a Duncan flashback, but same time frame, same night. And you've got Matlin. Uh, yeah, Duncan's having a flashback to a story, I guess, that he was told later. I guess. I mean, I don't sure, know. sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because when we've had other people's flashbacks, we've seen them, like, think about it. Yeah, it's usually them flashing back. It's usually not, oh, like, Duncan's having a flashback, and then we follow another character. Yeah. Like, Duncan goes off drunk and, uh... Singing in the street. Yeah. Yeah, and then we just go to also that same night <laughs> in another part of town. <laughs> oui. So we've got Matlin and Lattimore, and uh, they're chatting it up, and I don't know. They're, they're talking about, thank you for your help. Yeah, happy to help a gentleman out, blah, blah, blah. Um, Lattimore has these letters he wants Matlin to give to his family. Um, as he's going off on an adventure. <laughs> oh. Just like, what adventure are you going on? Well, he's, he's going, he's going to, uh, America. Oh, uh, got it. Okay. Yeah, he says something about, uh, I think. Weird. Um, oh, he says, I'm the second son. My older brother stands to inherit everything, and so he's not gonna get anything, and he's like, uh, they thought I should join the army or take the cloth. I'll show them. I'll make my own way to the colonies. Okay, so he's just leaving because his family fucked him over. Cool. Um, it's a lot of story for no reason. Yeah. Because, <laughs> FYI, Matlin just <laughs> kills this guy. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, so just to point out, we're not even we're not even following the flashback of Duncan's friend. We're no. following the what happens before Duncan's friend. No, <laughs> like it's like all right, all right, cool, cool. Yeah, fine, it's fine, it's fine. Yeah, th this is like I. I I mean, clearly for an uh, from an audience perspective, we're just trying to get to know how bad, yeah. quote unquote, Kurtlin and that Curlo and Matlin are besties and work together and that they're also some bad dudes. Yeah. Because they, they knock this dude out and take his money. <laughs> and, and they say, these mortals, they die so easily. <laughs> they don't even fucking deliver his letters. Like, what assholes? The least yeah. you could have done was like, you know, yeah. not set his letters on fire. <laughs> Could you just not set the letters on fire? Uh, no, they need to warm their hands. <laughs> I mean, you're burning the body. Could you just, like, not put the letters back in with him? Like, yeah. so at least they can identify the body, <laughs> you motherfucker. Yeah. So Johnny comes along, sees that there's fire, um, and... 
Now these two guys uh, knock out Johnny, and then they they place all of uh, Latimer's letters into Johnny's pockets so that way they can connect these two people. Oh, they put it in his pockets. I thought yeah, they, yeah, oh, yeah. They, they were putting Latimer's pockets. Never mind. No, no, no. Okay, well at least they didn't burn the letters. Like that's no, no. This was just a way that they could set up, which uh, which doesn't make any sense that they would have kept the letters necessarily because like okay, they're clearly assholes, right? Yeah. They don't care. They're not planning on getting caught with this with Latimer's shit. They're burning his body, right? So yeah. they're whatever. But the fact that they kept the letters like and Johnny just happens to be someone that cuts al- comes along so they're able to like pin the whole thing on him by putting the letters in his pocket. I'm like, how- why would they think to I don't understand why yeah. they had these letters. It no. just didn't make any sense. Not at all. Um, yes. by the way, let's Go let's ahead. learn a little bit about these gentlemen. Yes, please. Um, Peter Matlin first killed by a mob in 1671. So, ugh. Useless baby immortal. <laughs> Don't even care. <laughs> um, after he had murdered the local vicar, um, Lyman Curlow witnessed his death and freed the newly immortal Maitland from his grave, Matlin. And was that was the beginning of a 300-year partnership between the two like-minded criminals. Oh, it's so sweet. They loved each yeah, other. Um, besties. Yeah. So, yeah. And that takes us up to where we are. So, what about the what about this other fella? Curlow. Lyman Curlow. Curlow. Terrible name. Yeah. Don't like it. Lyman Curlow. Ugh. Um, born in 1402 in County Cork, Ireland. Um, he w- uh, met his first death when he was hanged as a horse thief. <laughs> 1443. For the next few centuries, he remained an independent thief and murderer until he took a new immortal, Peter Matlin, as student in 1671. So that's when that happened. So, all right, cool. Yeah. Um, okay. Latimer, I'm not sure what's happening with this stripey outfit he's got going on. And then the Uh cape behind him. And then... uh, What's his face? Matlin looks like he's the strong man in a circus. I don't know what's going on with this guy's outfit. Like, just none of it makes sense. Like, this leather vest thing Uh he's got going on. No, I don't like it. I don't like it. And then you got Curlo, who looks like an old-timey magician. (laughs) Yeah. It's uh, it's not good. And with this little ruffled, ruffled top. Mm-mm. Nope, 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 nope. I mean, he's yeah. better. He has a better look later in the episode. But yeah, yeah. But right but, now, uh, right now, no. no thanks. Not good. So we come out of this flashback. I love a buddy stakeout. <laughs> um, and these are your two buddies. And these are these are two buddies here. Um, what is Duncan eating? Is he eating pie? That's what it looks like. He has a plate of food, and I swear he's like like I. What is the scenario you have a plate in your car? Listen, we've all eaten in our car. Sure. Um, Sometimes it's convenient you eat in your car. No problem with people eating in car. You're doing a stakeout, eat in a car, fine. Um, And they've got like, there's clearly there's a couple of coffee cups there. They've been at this for a while in the stakeout. But to have a plate and a fork in your car... <laughs> I don't know. Like that's just weird. That feels weird. If somebody saw me eating eating with a fork and a plate in my car, I think I'd just have to kill myself cuz that would just be <laughs> the saddest fucking thing I can imagine. Well, I don't know what kind of fast food places are in Canada, so I, I have no clue what, 
what kind of places, you know, he's getting food from that they they maybe handed him a plate. I guess, depending on what it is, I guess a utensil, because it does look like a plastic utensil. Yeah. At least. Yeah, I think it's a paper plate, but still, like, even still, like... I mean, what? You, oh, I got yeah, I got I got a steak dinner, well, mashed potatoes, and a piece of pie for dessert. So it looks like, cause it looks like it's maybe the morning ish or something, mm-hmm. but it's either a pie or I was thinking like a waffle with some kind of like fruit compote on it. <laughs> it's not car food. It's not car food. Regardless, it's not car food. But the, but that's what I thought. I was like, oh, it's the morning. I I don't know where he's getting this fast food waffle from. Yeah. <laughs> Um, they are not good. Him and Joe are not good buddies to stake out together. <laughs> uh, yeah, because there's all this, like, conversation about, like, like Joe wants to go piss. Yeah. And he's like, well, there's no bathroom. Piss on a tree. Like, well, what if he comes along when I'm looking for a tree? <laughs> then pee in a cup. And Joe is about to piss in this teensy little baby coffee cup. <laughs> and I'm like, first of all, I, I, what is the scenario where you are pissing in a car next to your friend <laughs> in a tiny cup like a f- i don't know this is insane everything about this is insane i like joe's line there though because it because go- duncan goes then use a cup and joe goes what are you a nurse <laughs> <laughs> um so my thought too was like okay joe really has to go to the bathroom right and also he, he says tells Duncan at the start of this scene they don't pay cops enough for this and I'm like you mean doing nothing you're doing nothing you're literally sitting there. you're sitting in a car <laughs> eating pie like, like they they pay he's cops too much seem, for this yeah it's like he's making it seem like this is the worst thing that's ever happened to him motherfucker you are sitting in a car eating pie and drinking coffee yeah like and then Robert shows up, right? And th- so they're going to go, you know, I don't know, whatever, talk to him, whatever they were, th- whatever the intention was. But all I thought when this happened, when they saw him, I was like, oh, no, Joe still has to pee. <laughs> 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 he's definitely going to piss himself at some point. <laughs> they're going to have to corner him and he's going to be like, wait, uh, are you, did you just fucking piss <laughs> in your pants? <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. And all that was just so Joe could look and say, yeah, I don't know that guy. <laughs> like, I, Joe, Joe just wants to, like, hang out with an immortal. <laughs> like, yeah, it's not about tra- making sure he's not. I do like when Joe said, though, I'll go with you just in case to make sure he's not one of my guys. Because, yeah. Joe, you know what? You know yeah. what? You fucked up before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You didn't even know what was going on. It was your brother twice. <laughs> Like, third time, like, fool me once, fool me, can't, can't get fooled again. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, he says, it's not one of their guys. Um, and Duncan gets out and says, hey, take his license plate down. Um, and <laughs> Robert sees Duncan approaching and uh, he starts, like, trying to ro- walk, like, real fast. <laughs> great. And Joe just is talking to himself in the car. What is he up to? It's like, wait, like three seconds. You'll find out. Duncan will be back. And it'll be fucking awesome. Also, is Joe eating Duncan's food That's, while he's I gone? think so. I think when Duncan got out of the car, Joe is finishing his pie. I don't think I noticed that Like, Joe, what is happening? They're in love. It's okay. Uh, he loves a, it when I finish his pie. It's a wild scene. <laughs> <laughs> 
for just being a quick stakeout scene. This is a wild scene. <laughs> All right, so... Also... <laughs> Sorry, but Duncan hiding under his car. Oh, it's the fucking best. I love it. I because uh, I was expecting. Oh, I bet he's in the back of the car. Like, uh, and he's gonna like, yeah. But then he when he was under the car and just grabbed him. Oh, it's glorious. It's fucking good. Because like, what was this guy's plan? He was like, all right, I all right. He doesn't know that I saw him, so uh, he's he's not gonna be expecting me to come back so soon. So I'm just gonna hop in my car real quick and try to get away before he catches up. Yeah. Like, did you, did, like, what? Did you, did you I mean, think you lost and him Robert's somewhere? Like, like, Robert's is such a fucking nightmare human. So he, because he doesn't see Duncan anymore. Like, he thought he saw Duncan following him and then he turns around and he's not there. Which, that would make me nervous. Yeah. I'd be like, where the fuck did that guy go? <laughs> but instead, Robert's just such a narcissistic asshole. He just goes, hasta la vista, pal. <laughs> I mean, so dumb. Like me, if I if I saw and I realized that he was behind me, here's what I would do. Oh, I I would do some sort of show like, oh crap, I forgot something. Get back in my car, speed away. Yeah. Don't so let weird. him know that I saw him, but get the fuck out of there. Yeah. Um, Robert tells Duncan he didn't see anything, and Duncan's like, I'm not gonna hurt you. Um. Uh, you know, I just, I just want to talk. I just want to. I talk. just hit under your car and then grabbed you by your <laughs> collar. I don't want to hurt you. <laughs> and you've watched a video of me cutting someone's head off, <laughs> which you spliced with foot with uh, foot videos, which was really weird. Uh, and then Robert, like, finally is just like, "Look, we both know that your ass is mine." <laughs> Duncan's I like, "Dude, I'm not, I'm not interested in being in one of your videos like that." <laughs> Joe's like, "Well, um." um <laughs> Excuse me. Um, listen, can I, uh, can I get involved here? Uh, <laughs> ew. Duncan says he wants the tape. Robert's like, oh, I'm sure you do. It's in a safe place. And, uh, Duncan says, well, what you saw was self-defense. <laughs> uh-huh. And he goes, uh, you had the guy down on his knees and you chopped his head off. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it doesn't look good. But what about the lightning? How are we not talking about the lightning? Nobody nobody talks about the fucking lightning. <sighs> um, Duncan offers him money because Duncan has all the money. And he's like, I don't want your money, which is so stupid. I'm like, clearly, Robert, you would want the money. Yeah, like, get the money. Like, Yeah, but what he wants is for him to kill his wife. Get the money and then hire someone to kill your wife. Like, yeah, honestly. Just a, just a chump, this guy. It's, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. Um, so he says he'll make it very easy for him, that he'll, uh, the door will be unlocked, the alarm system deactivated, you walk in and then just kill my wife. <laughs> and Duncan says, you think I'm the guy for this job? Uh, and he says, uh, Robert says, I've picked dozens of jurors. I know people. I can feel it. You're my man. It's perfect. <laughs> I mean, it's like, no, sir, you're, te you are clearly terrible at your job. Yeah. And then he writes the, uh, address down on, a, on her photo, on a copy of her photo. Yeah. I mean, you obviously you have to know who your victim is going to look like. Sure. But like, isn't the whole idea you, you don't want evidence? Yeah. That's not so stupid. I'm going to need you to burn that after uh, you yeah. do the job. <laughs> That's also part of this plan is, um, burn it. I... I mean, it's such a big picture, too. Like, he just carries that around with him. Yeah, of course. Because I don't think he planned on running into Duncan. No. I mean, who, do, who doesn't uh, carry around a four by six of their wife? <laughs> 
Like it's just, it's not even like a a wallet size no. picture. Very bizarre. So we go from her picture to Johnny. Oh boy. And, okay, I got to talk about the extras. Like in all these scenes where we have these villagers like throwing cabbage. Yeah. yeah. Like and by throwing cabbage, I mean mostly having a clump of like cabbage in their hand and shaking it, and every once in a while letting a little bit throw because yeah. they're trying to conserve it. Because I guess they're not giving them enough cabbage to throw. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe they, this is like the eighth take and they're running out of ca- fresh cabbage. Um. Yeah, and I I would think like they don't want to hurt the actor and throw a big thing of cabbage at him either. I guess. Yeah, but it's like they, they've got like a little bit of cabbage confetti and they're you can yeah. see a lot of them are just shaking their hands and not actually yeah. but they still things in their hands so it's it's, it's ridiculous it's a real it's a real cabbage confetti party <laughs> conserve your cabbage everybody yeah we we may need it we don't know where Jackie Chan is we <laughs> might have to eat this cabbage <laughs> he is a menace <laughs> That's still the best story. It's the greatest. (laughs) Fucking Jackie Chan stole my lunch. I'm not gonna fight him. Are you gonna fight him? No, 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 no. He can have my lunch. Listen, I, let's just I, we'll, we'll we'll order McDonald's. All right. Let's just ah. Uh, what am I supposed? Ooh, am I gonna? I'm not uh, talking so... to Jackie Chan. No, fuck. <laughs> hey, Jackie. Uh, uh, so... I, I see uh, you. You you stole our lunches again. Haha. <laughs> oh no no no. It's funny. It's funny. It's no no. It's not a big deal. Not a big deal. No, it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. We're cool. We're cool. Hey. Uh, Everyone's cool. Everyone's everybody's, cool. Everybody's great. Everybody's great. <laughs> real funny though. Real funny. Everybody's just real hungry though. Is the thing. They're just they're hungry over there. They can get hungry, you know. So it's. Whew, oh it's... I, yeah. I mean, I do have this cabbage in my hand, but I, I've got to conserve it. So I can't. I can't eat this cabbage. Hey, are you hiring right. for I do your have next cabbage? Are you hiring for your next movie? No, you don't. No, you don't. Okay. Because well, I, I do a lot of. I wear a lot of hats. So that's me. I can. You know. I can. <laughs> Do a lot of things, so I could be real helpful. You know, I could I could order lunch for you guys. I, I know. I mean, you see, I ordered these lunch. I ordered the lunch you had. I ordered that lunch, so I I technically kind of work for you already. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I need I need that as a DVD actually. Yes. <laughs> Um, all right, so Johnny is, of course, saying he's innocent. Everyone in the crowd is calling him a murderer, and um, he's going to be executed. You got a lot of like a lot of bloodthirsty mobs lately. Uh, seriously, uh, Johnny's telling Duncan, um, like, "Hey, what will happen to Molly and the boys?" And uh, Duncan says, "They're not going to hang you. I promise." And um, and Johnny says that he thinks he saw them. And there, there was more than one person. It was these two guys, and uh, I got a good look at one, a big man with a strip of white in his hair on the side. And uh, and I'm just like, did he see him? Because didn't, <laughs> didn't what's-his-face come up behind him? Or no, maybe he didn't. Maybe I'm confusing him and Latimer. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'm... Yeah, Latimer. He comes up behind Latimer. Okay, got it. Got it. All right. So yeah. So he saw. He saw. Uh, Curlo. All these names this week. My God. Uh, it's a lot. It is a lot. Yeah. Um. So Duncan says, "I'll find him. You can be sure of that." <laughs> and uh, I mean, but- the real lesson here is: if you see somebody burning a body, don't run up to them and say, "Hey, you should help that guy." <laughs> yeah. They clearly like, don't want to help that guy. They. They. There's a guy on fire. Like you. You. You don't want to those guys aren't gonna help nope no no you should 
I mean, if you want to just know what's happening because you want to snitch on them, then like try safe a safe distance away. <laughs> Snitches get stitches. Yep. Or they get jailed and and hung. You know, one yeah. of the. <laughs> yeah. Um. So the jailer comes over and uh, you know, he well, sorry, he opens the door to let uh Duncan in. Um. And Duncan tells Johnny all about how Molly's like concerned about him and for the boys and, and that he's not been able to find this guy with the white hair. He's been to every pub, very every stable, every inn up and down the river. Listen, I've been to so many pubs. I can't... I've been to so many pubs. I've been to so many brothels. I've been to yeah. so many parties. I can't find this guy. Did, did you look anywhere <laughs> else besides pubs and brothels and parties? Where? No, just anywhere. <laughs> yeah, I went to the pubs. I went to the brothels. I went to the parties. Okay. Did you go to the market? Did, Did you, you go anywhere else? <laughs> oh well, I I checked it on your wife. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know why all these people trust Duncan with their wives. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely not. Um. <laughs> Uh, Johnny says, I, sh- I shouldn't be surprised. This, these, these guys can be anywhere. London, Manchester, even France. And, I mean, which is true. Why they didn't just leave, I don't know. <laughs> it's very bizarre. Um, Duncan says, they're not gonna hang you. And, uh... Very insistent on that. Yeah. Well, because Duncan goes and tells the jailer he did it. I... And so now they're gonna take Duncan and hang him instead. And now the and now Duncan's having to fight off the cabbage, <laughs> the yeah. cabbage party. <laughs> I, I do when the jailer comes in and is like, "Hey, like he does it in such a weird way." It's like, "Well, this is your day, friend." And he's like, "What already?" He's like, "Yeah, <laughs> you're going free. Gotcha." Like, like it's not time for a gotcha, buddy. Like this is like you you made a man think you, he was about to die, and you're letting him go free. Yep. Like that's not okay. <laughs> Well, and also, like, he acts so weird because he's like, oh, he goes, yeah, it's not the guy with the white hair. Uh, it's this other guy. His name's McLeod. And I'm just like, didn't you just see Duncan come visit Johnny? Like, yeah. you let him in. <laughs> like, I don't. But he acts like, nah, it's some other dude. We didn't know this guy either. No. Duncan clearly has been there for a while. He's been checking in on Molly. This town is not that big. <laughs> Well, the thing is, uh, cops aren't good at their job, and jailers no, no, are cops. No. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so Duncan's facing the, the mob there on his way to be hung. His shirt is disgusting. Yeah, it's real <laughs> gross. I don't know what they threw at him, but it was not good. I, I love, I love these fucking hats, though. I love the hats that these fucking, like, oh, yeah. these, like, stovepipe hats that we got on these fucking guys. Yeah. Cops have got, like, billy clubs and, like, fucking Lincoln hats. It's great. What I don't like is this little girl that's, like, watching this, like, while eating an apple oh. and just smiling. Yeah, yeah. The kids get to hang, uh, to be up front. Gross. Yeah, it's real. <laughs> you just got these geese walking around. It's a real scene, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so all these... Oh, God, this kid. Yeah, it's it's four kids, by the way. It's four yeah. kids sit, sit, just sitting up front. Oh, and then a fifth right behind him. <laughs> that fifth one behind them is really getting into it. <laughs> um, Johnny's not happy with any of this because no. he's like, oh, you're innocent. And uh, of course, you still have the one lady in the crowd. Murderer! <laughs> Like they don't, they don't give a fuck who. They're just so happy there's going to be an execution. No. Oh yeah, they love it. Um, so as Duncan's up there, he senses a buzz and he starts looking around the crowd. And you got Carlo and Matlin uh, there to watch the hanging. And uh, 
And Curlo takes off his hat, and you can see the white streak of <laughs> he hair. He takes out his hat, like like ruffles his hair. Yeah, he point. He actually points to the white it's strip me. in his hair. I did it. <laughs> that actor does have like just the cheesiest smile. Oh yeah, he's he's <laughs> real fucking goofy. <laughs> Um, he's just excited to be on the show. <laughs> uh, so Duncan tries <laughs> very late in the game to say, hey, hey, hey it's, those, it's the actual killers. They're like right over there. And I, I love it because like when he first, they, you know, they, they first take him up to, uh, to the noose. Um, they was like, well, do you have any last words? And he's like, no, nothing. And he's like, ah, see, that's great. I like there's, yeah, you know, yeah. people get up here. They start, they get, they start talking and they just work themselves up. Yeah. Yeah, it's just <laughs> smarter just to say nothing. It's great. I'll try and make sure it don't hurt. What? <laughs> and, and I like Duncan's line to that, which is always does. <laughs> How many times has Duncan been hung? <laughs> oh, well, I mean, I know he got hung, like, he gets hung later when he meets his uh, Confederate buddy. That's how they met. Yeah, yeah. Um. So this is just, this is just a normal day for Duncan McLeod. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so he's hung, which is terrible. And and the crowd goes wild. And Curlo and Matlin are just like, meh, what up? Because they know he's immortal. They don't care. And then we flash to current times to a static ETB screen. Yeah. That just kind of enters into frame. Mm-hmm. And it's um it's Barb. Barb's watching Lisa and Robert's video. Ugh. Yeah. It's no... She's like, oh my god, of all things, he made a foot video? Gross. <laughs> She's almost more embarrassed, honestly, watching Of course. It. Um, no, I feel, I feel so bad for Barb. Yeah. Especially because she thinks, like, oh god, foot video. This is the worst. My marriage is over and a foot video. And then she sees a fucking decapitation video. <laughs> Like, I, I cannot stress enough, like, what a fucked up whirlwind that is. It's real wild. It is real wild. This The, the fact that she's still watching this and it turns into a decapitation. I mean, <laughs> yikes. Um, I don't know what's happening with her white top. It's white and then it's got, like, flowers, like, sewn on to it. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Sorry, Barb. Yeah. Uh, so she looks, I like that she was about to turn the video off <laughs> and then the decapitation video starts. Oof. Um, say. And what, hey, listen, okay. So you've, mm-hmm. you've seen a foot video. Turns out your husband made it with his mistress. Your marriage is over. Then what's Obviously. this? Oh God, no. A fucking <laughs> decapitation video. <laughs> then what's this? Oh, I got a Frogger situation because <laughs> Duncan, Duncan fucking McCloud, like gets like a wine glass and like bing, and she's like, "What? Yeah, there's someone in my house." <laughs> like worst day. <laughs> like nobody announces themselves like that. <laughs> no. So her is she's really wearing like okay she's wearing an undershirt and then this white top with the flowers sewn on it that's sheer. And I can't tell, like, is that a long skirt she's wearing? Is that what that is? Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. So we see, yeah, it is. It's a long skirt. It's all bad. It's all baggy because it's the 90s. <laughs> Nothing fits. It's of all course. just big. 
Um, so... So she hears she hears the yeah. sound of the glass. Then she goes out into a hallway because she's like, oh, "There's someone here." Um, and then she yeah. hears a toilet flush down the hallway. Yeah. Um, and of course, Duncan is—I don't know what the hell Duncan Duncan's doing all of this to lure her away so he can get in and steal the videotape. I like to think no, actually, to Joe, he is in the. <laughs> that's that's what I was. Th- I was like, who flushed that toilet? Like. Because he's trying to cause a distraction, but I'm like, yeah. you don't know the layout of that house. So if you case it out to the point where you figured out like a different route from the bathroom that's not the hallway, how did that happen? <laughs> what sort of Jason Voorhees shit is he doing? Uh, this whole house is so... Well, I mean, it's clearly not a house. Yeah, definitely not a it's house. It's just all set up so weird. <laughs> yeah. Trying to make it a house is what makes it insane. <laughs> yeah. So she is already, she's grabbed the uh, gun. She's very shaky. This is why yeah. people should not have guns. Like, of course. what she's doing right now, this is why people shouldn't have guns. Yeah. Yeah. In a situation where you would need a gun to defend yourself, yeah. is not the situation where you should be capable, you're ever going to be capable of handling a gun. Yeah. If you think there's a frogger in your house, guys, <laughs> you got to check it out. New show on Live Tame Frogging, Hider in My House. Amazing. Um, yeah, but you think there's a frogger in your house, a straight up person, a creep, like sneaking around in your home. Yeah, you're going to be shaky as fuck. You can't be having a gun and then bam, you shoot the gun. Oh no, it was like, it was your husband. Oh, it was my kid. Oh no, it was like the cleaners. Like whatever. We're rich. It was the person that we hired to, to, to clean all of our glass surfaces. So much glass surfaces. So many glass surfaces. Um, and then Duncan, like, he was, he really was just about out of there. And then he, like, turned around to go back in the house to, like, I guess tell her, like, hey, um, just so you know. <laughs> yeah. Heads up. Your husband wants to have you killed. Yeah. And... <laughs> She, of course, fires the gun, not hitting him at all, shattering a vase, because this is not good. She actually closes her eyes while she shoots the gun. It's not, it's not good. Mm-hmm. But very typical, I'm assuming, of how this actually plays out. So yeah. guys, don't get guns. No. It's not helpful. It's not helping you. It's very, not helping anybody. Very, useless. <laughs> Duncan leaves and goes, brilliant, McLeod. <laughs> he thinks he was doing something nice by trying to warn her. I mean, just leave a note, dude. Yeah, and even Joe, so we're at Joe's bar next, and Joe even goes, what do you mean you went back? <laughs> uh, so Duck is like, well, I wanted to warn her. And uh, he says, it's an awful pain, it's an awful pain in the ass when your sense of honor gets in the way of your own best interests. I love fucking Joe. He's the fucking best. <laughs> <laughs> And Duncan says, he's got to be stopped. (laughs) And Joe goes, and how do you suppose you're going to do that short of killing him? Which is true. Like, what does Duncan think is going to happen? Like, how does he think he's going to stop this guy? Yeah, like... I, it's, well, it's the so thing dumb. is, like, and again, I, this episode is not good, but no. like the premise of somebody like having a video, yeah, for like, sure. That that is a solid idea, and I wish they had made more of it because they don't. Like that's yeah. pretty much done at this point, because <laughs> like Duncan has the video now, so it's not even a big deal. Like like that could have been a real fucking thing, but it's not. Yeah. 
Like, they could have even kept this episode, like, largely intact. Take out the Immortals. Like, just have it be this guy that's trying to blackmail Duncan into killing his wife. Like, and then, like, yeah, just have, like, like the lawyer, like, not this lawyer. Like, have, like, her, the wife's lawyer, like, see the video and be like, alright, that's all we need to fucking, <laughs> to make, to get rid of this case against you. Like, whatever. Like, make another episode. This is not good. Don't bring Immortals yeah, into this. Yeah, because... That that's it. So that you know, and that's part of why I thought it was important to to hear what the writers thought um, in the behind the scenes shit because they really were in this mindset that they needed an immortal of the week because they think that when they don't have an immortal, then it's not a good episode. But I say I don't think that's the case because even that episode I thought was really good where it was um where they were. <laughs> it's gonna be another lawyer shit, but where they were in the courtroom and they oh, had. Yeah. Uh, Tessa and Richie before he was an immortal mm-hmm. and Duncan and they were all like uh, be- being held hostage. I thought yeah, that was a that really was a good great solid, episode. Yeah. Well, I mean, especially compared to some of these episodes lately. Yeah. But like, you know, and that didn't have an immortal in it. Yeah. Like it's absolutely you don't need can be one. done. And there's enough bad people in the world that you could just do it on that versus having to have Duncan kill an immortal. Like, sure. Do I want a quickening? Obviously. <laughs> It is part of why I watch the show. But do I need it every week? No, no. That's how, that's how we get to a place where we're judging your different quickening. Also, you can have a quick quickening in a flashback. Yeah. It doesn't have, yeah. To, be in the, it doesn't have to be in the main storyline. Yeah. Yeah, it's... It's, uh, it's... It's just... This was unnecessary to, to do these. And I mean, like... Yeah, I like the idea of someone having a videotape of him killing somebody. Like, that's already a good enough episode. And then... I don't know if this idea... I I just feel like they threw so much... So many things in this episode and never, like, followed through on anything. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Because then you also have this idea of the the Strangers in Train situation, Mm -hmm. right? I don't know if that actually would have worked for this show anyway, because you have Duncan, his sense of morality, whatever that looks like. You know there's zero chance that Duncan's going to do that. Yeah, yeah. So I I don't think that that's... Like, someone recently watched Strangers on a Train and was like, I want to do that. Yeah. (laughs) I think that's what happened. Like, you've got to put some more stakes on it. Like, like, I don't know. Like, they're they're blackmailing him and they're going to, like, fuck... Are better kill joe yeah they're gonna kill joe like that works okay what even better like what if the video and now we're i'm completely a ways uh what if the video is not of the quickening like the beheading and the quickening what if it's the video of the shit we never get to see where duncan's fucking doing a dexter situation and getting rid of the bodies yes 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 because uh, we i really just want to see that yeah like to see that. yeah because also like we like there this guy is always around beheaded people like i'm sorry like i know like the cop shit doesn't work because there's too many killings but yeah like you I, that doesn't mean we can't jump into it from time to time yeah yeah i i would love that yeah i mean and 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 that would be i i don't mind the idea of something being on t- in fact i like the idea of something being on tape and it being held over duncan's head and i guess that could have been a 
you know, this, this idea of the strangers on the train thing, but incor- they did not need to incorporate immortals. Yeah. Basically, that's the end of the story. They didn't need to incorporate mortals. And this slimy okay. lawyer guy, okay, okay, I okay. guess, that's fine. I've got a fucking episode. I have got a fucking right. episode. Here we go. So yeah, starts episode uh, starts off, uh, Duncan is uh, getting rid of a body, Dexter style. <laughs> like, he's got a little boat, he's, th- he's throwing out a body. Uh, guy gets it on video. Like, he, um, we see that, okay, uh, opening credits, bam, that's the, it, we start the opening credits after seeing that the guys are videotaping everything. All right, so we start off the episode, we're at Joe's bar, uh, like, the guy is meeting there and he's gonna blackmail Duncan, Duncan's like, hey, this, this is fucked up, we, like, and then we start getting a flashback, the flashback is we go 24 hours before and we see all the shit that led up to him killing that immortal, and that's, so we get our immortal in there and we get sure. that. Um, and, but it's one of the, it's one of the ones where it's like Duncan didn't want to kill him. It was like a friend or something. I don't know. Um, no, cause you know that they would drag that out. We don't want that. I, yeah, want, like, whatever. A, but it's yeah. Okay. But whatever. Um, but then I, like, turns out it was Richie. It's Richie's. Oh, that would be fucking good. Um, <laughs> but then like in the end, like the, the, the guy that's killed, um, for some reason he's fucked over the guy that had the videotape. So he doesn't even give a fuck that that guy got killed. So he's like, sure. all right, fine. We have a fun episode is a it's a little tense like they're in the bar the whole time except the flashback just talking shit <laughs> that's your paperwork episode you just want to see all the paperwork being processed no no because i just no because i want the, i want it to be fucking tense when we cut back to the bar yeah the whole time where because like duncan is like like freaked out because there is a video of him getting rid of yeah. a body um and this guy is not letting it go like maybe it's a mob, mob maybe it's a mob thing i don't know and it's killed like the other mafia boss i like whatever doesn't matter um oh an immortal mafia boss yes. that'd be good that'd be good because yeah because i actually even the idea of getting a beheading on the on video because you have the crazy quickening after mm-hmm. that like i feel like if anyone saw this video you know I, well, except for Barb. But, like, really, if someone saw this video, they would think it's fake anyway. Yeah. Like, it doesn't look like anything that would happen. But somebody throwing a dead body that they can later go on and find. Yeah. Like, that's, that's some shit. That's the real shit. Plus, then we could see how Duncan gets rid of these bodies. Absolutely. <laughs> I need to know. <laughs> Seacouver Bay is all get just that heads. In a video? I don't remember. I don't think mm-hmm. so. Yeah. I need whatever the new movie reboot, whatever the fuck is happening with Highlander. Like, there's a lot of things I, I hope that they just address. Yeah. Also, it's in modern times. Like, everyone has a fucking phone. How are they going to address a phone with video cameras? Yeah. Like, I mean, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. Who knows? I, I think that's why, like, I like some of these shows in the '90s because it's like right on the verge of them, like, like we have this video camera shit, right? Yeah. Like somebody videotaping them, but that wasn't like a normal. Everybody had that, right? Or access to that. So, but we we're like right on the verge of some of this stuff happening, where it's like, oh, we can't go back to this time. Like this wouldn't happen now. Like the way that things are occurring in the show, and that's what makes the '90s shows so fun to watch i think agreed agreed yeah um all right but we're living in this timeline where we've got this episode so um (laughs) 
Duncan or uh, uh, Robert just storms into the dojo, <laughs> being all lawyery. <laughs> I mean, what? Like, cut your losses, son. Yeah. Um. Duncan. Uh. <laughs> I guess Duncan was leaving Robert voice messages. <laughs> Because when Robert walks in, Duncan's still on the phone. He goes, never mind. After saying, I've already left three messages. (laughs) And Robert says, you can't leave messages in my office all day. (laughs) Uh, Everything depends on nobody being able to connect us. You went to my house. Um, And he says, that's good. It shows commitment and initiative. (laughs) Jeez. (laughs) Fucking loser. Like, Um, (sighs) yeah. Why the fuck? Like, what makes him think that Duncan is still going to be willing to kill his wife? Yeah, and then he, like, pulls a gun on Duncan. It's like, if you're willing to kill this random dude, like, (laughs) who now he has connected himself to you because he's shown up at your house. Yeah. And he has left messages at your work. (laughs) So if you kill this guy, they will be able to connect it back to you (laughs) at this point. Well, I mean, obviously he's not going to kill Duncan because he can't because Duncan's immortal. But even if he thinks like, oh, I'm going to murder you for not murdering my wife. Like, it doesn't, he says he's an eyewitness now. It's like, that's not enough. No. Dude. You're going to say he beheaded someone? <laughs> there was lightning? Like, what the hell? Also, where did Duncan put this body? Do you know the answer to that? Yeah. No, we don't know the answer to that. <sighs> um... So Duncan feels buzzed, so he tells Robert to get out a side door, and um, Duncan just knocks him out because Robert's not leaving. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. (laughs) It's great. It's fucking great. (laughs) Because we all wanted to punch this guy out, so it was good. (laughs) Of course. Um... So Curlos come and saying, Peter Mallon was my friend. <laughs> also, this scarf, a little much. It's a little much. I mean, Duncan, it's Duncan's so big. A, yeah, the scarf is gigantic. I mean, granted, yeah. Duncan is dressed in full Jay Leno attire, but still. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, this is like a little old lady scarf. Yeah. It's not good. Um, Dun- um. Like, Duncan pulls his sword and spins around, which leads to a spinny <laughs> flashback. <laughs> From from once from his hair and and one scene to his hair and another time. Yeah, <laughs> this wig. It's <laughs> it's something. It's something. It's so dry. Yeah, real frizzy. Um. So it's it's a flashback where Duncan comes across. I mean, it's clearly after the the hanging, and he comes across uh, Curlo and Matlin. Really sounds like a law firm. <laughs> It was the, uh, that could have been another of their scams. I don't know. Curlo and Matlin, we fight for you. Have you been injured in a drunk driving accident? Curlo and Matlin will get you money. I like the idea of their commercial saying, we'll fight for you. And then the, <laughs> the two of them like clinking their swords together. Yes. <laughs> Amazing. Duncan says, I'm Duncan McLeod of the Clan McLeod. <gasps> our, nice. our firm has over has a combined th- 400 years of law history. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh, this would be great. This is another way. They, I mean, I, I actually think the easiest way they could have fixed this episode is to not have any immortal Senate. Yeah, absolutely. That's, but uh, then we wouldn't get this amazing scene that we're in right now. <laughs> Because Dun- Duncan's ready to challenge the person that killed and burnt that dude. Yeah, Lattimore. Lattimore. God, these names. <laughs> you've got Lattimore, Curlo, Matlin, and then you've got Johnny. Johnny and, and Molly. Johnny. <laughs> and then there's Johnny. Uh. 
Uh. So, yeah, so Carlo's like, all right, well, you're the one I wanted to fight. All right, well, I'll take off my fancy hat. I love his rig out, by the way. I love yeah. I love his, his fighting cape <laughs> and his fancy hat. Very good. Wonderful top hat. Yeah. Um, he's like, all right, well, then we'll fight. Uh, please follow me to the fight area. <laughs> and he takes Duncan into a hedge maze. And, oh, that's so weird. And Duncan gets lost in the hedge maze. <laughs> Like the, like the whole thing is, I I do. Curlo has some fun lines as well. Um, he he talks about the cape. He holds it up to Duncan and he says, "It's a beautiful cape. Do you like the lighting?" <laughs> Love it. Love it. And then that's when they go into the maze. And it's, there are a couple good a bits where like like Curlo like stabs through the hedge maze to try to get Duncan, which is great. Yeah. Love that. Well, because that's what I assumed they were going to do. Yeah. I was like. Because here's the thing about, like, you know, you I mean, ever since The Shining, we love a hedge maze in horror. Like, it's very tense because, like, oh, where are they? Where are they hiding? But, like, in reality, you can, like, you don't have to go through the maze. You can, like, break through it. You, they have swords. They can literally cut through the hedge. Like, you don't have to follow the maze. Yeah. It's not required. Like, it's, like, why are you trying to preserve that maze? Yeah, I just, it's real weird. Yeah, so I, I mean, I do like that Curlo takes advantage to go ahead and go pokey pokey. Yeah. But I, but I, and I kind of like assumed he was going to do that, which was good, you know, but it was just like, that to me made it more tense. I'm like, oh, he could like stab Duncan yeah. in the side no, that was good. <laughs> at any point in time. This whole thing went on way too long. I love it. I absolutely fucking love it. Just on principle. But like, it goes on forever. And then like, oh, yeah. there are also times where he does some, I don't know how he escaped, like, because, like, Duncan should have been right there, but all of a sudden he's just gone. And I'm like, wait, how? Where did he I go? I really think he's a magician. <laughs> he may be a magician. But I just love that his whole plan was to get Duncan lost in the maze. And Duncan's <laughs> like, where are you? Show yourself. Where are you? And, like, he's just like, goodbye. <laughs> We're leaving now. <laughs> like, Duncan, you can just, like, cut a, cut a swath through to the end of the maze. Follow the voice and hack your way there. Yeah. But instead, Duncan's it's just left weird. wandering through a maze for hours, I assume. I assume he's there for hours trying to find his way out. Best way it's to so get out of a fight is silly. to get somebody lost in a maze. It's just embarrassing. And he's ha- and he's having such a fun time running through the maze. Oh, That's yeah. also the fun part. Yeah. And and Matlin is just like waiting for him, like with his hat and just hands him in ha- his hat. Like this, this is something he does all the time. Yeah, Curlo He's, like, is... finds finds the local maze. Oh yeah, Curlo <laughs> is like he has done this maze gambit a grip of times. Oh yeah, yeah. Because Matlin was just like, all right, well, I guess here we go. <laughs> and then we spin back from one hairpiece to Duncan's hair now. <laughs> And Duncan tells him there's no bushes for you to hide behind now. Uh, So, (laughs) as they're about to fight, Robert comes in. (laughs) What blanket? (laughs) Like, he's been knocked out. He wakes up and immediately runs back in there. Hey! Yeah. You can't do that! You bonked me on the noggin! And again, he sees two guides... Yeah. Yeah, he goes, that's assault and battery. And he sees two guys with swords. And, of course, Curlo is is following the rules, which is like, oh, we can't fight in front of a random person. <laughs> so hey. He tells Duncan, tunnels, midnight, <laughs> a.k.a. modern mazes. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Robert does ask a very important question, which is, what's with you guys and the swords? It's pretty great. <laughs> um... <laughs> 
He says, you know, there's easier ways to kill people. Uh, so he's got a new proposal for Duncan. God. And then this is when he talks about strangers on a train. Like, I'll kill that guy, you kill my wife. It's perfect. It's so dumb. Like, motherfucker. Yeah. Like, you- Literally, you should have taken the money and then hired someone to kill your wife. Like, this is yeah. so dumb. <laughs> dumb. And it's also crazy because, like, you have no idea who these people are. Like, you- Like, like you know one of them has beheaded someone with a sword. Like, clearly there's something yeah. weird up. Like, people fighting with swords to the death, like, I I just assume, like, there's, it's some kind of cult or something crazy. Some shit that I do not, I don't need to be getting involved with. <laughs> Me, just a regular-ass normal lawyer. <laughs> yeah, or, like, take the money and then just divorce your wife because you don't have to wait for her 35th birthday now. Now you just got your own money. Yeah. Like, I don't know what he's hung up on. <laughs> real weird yeah but if i divorce her then i won't have as much money if she dies i'll have all the money i mean like i don't know like hey like how about help destroy capitalism and then we don't have to worry about money so much maybe that's an option real you thought about that yeah kill her parents that's probably gonna do more for the world yeah i mean they're clearly terrible people they were withholding money from her till she turned 35 (laughs) seriously What's gonna happen? Uh, What's, like, okay, well, you're 34. I just don't know if you're ready yet. Uh, you know. Oh God. God, like I just. I mean, cl- although maybe they went to her house and they were just like, you know, you just bought office space, right? <laughs> Barb, <laughs> Barb, dear, you know, uh, we love you, and uh, you know, this is such a. It's it's a very <laughs> beautiful place to have a meeting, <laughs> um, or you know, ah. Uh, I don't know, uh, to rent out to have a meeting, or I, perhaps if you wanted to get some friends <laughs> over for a meeting, um, but I just, it's, well, I, you know, and I, I don't want to pressure you, you know, you live on your own timetable, there's always time, adoption's always, a, but we just hope we would have grandchildren someday, and, <laughs> well, uh, I just think it's much more likely that there's going to be a board meeting. <laughs> this isn't a home, dear. It's not a home. It's not a home, Barb. You bought an office. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So this is wacky. Robert is an idiot. Duncan just keeps telling him, we don't have a deal. Robert's like, well, I'm going to keep my end of the deal. And Duncan's like, there is no fucking deal. And Robert's like, I mean, that guy just has a sword. I got a gun. And Duncan's like, will you forget about this and just go home? I mean, if you can have a sword, you can get your hands on a gun. Yeah. Like, it's easier to procure a gun than a sword. Absolutely. Maybe I'm just saying that because I live in the year 2022, um, when, like, you know, guns are, like, falling from the sky, basically. But, you know, to to get a sword, you got to go to, like, a a nerd shop or something. I I don't know where you could just get a sword. (laughs) And in 1994, it's hard. Uh, can we also just talk about that when <laughs> when Curlo leaves, he has to throw his <laughs> his uh, what's it called? His uh, I was gonna say his cape. He's he's throwing oh, his scarf. His, his scarf as yes. like it's his cape. Like, but he throws it the same way oh, over his I shoulder. Love it. It's insane. Um, when you read the lines, by the way, between Duncan and Robert, it's literally like they're having two different conversations. <laughs> it's real crazy. It is real crazy. Uh, so we're at the tunnel. Robert's there. And Curlo's like, why the fuck are you here? 
And Roberts goes, I'm a lawyer. We met earlier today at McLeod's. And he's like, Curlo's even confused. He's like, he sent you? And he goes, send me? Nobody sends me. <laughs> so he pulls out the gun. He sure shoots Curlo. Curlo just waits till he's close enough and then he kills him. It's like, <laughs> no big deal. And, fucking idiot. Yeah, Robert tries to be like, he goes, he's like, uh, don't, don't, I, I can pay you. I have a rich wife. <laughs> and Curlo just says, how nice. <laughs> great just great it's it's the dumbest thing it's so stupid i mean why would you think like (sighs) yeah it makes no sense none also duncan keeps saying he's not going to kill your wife so even if you kill this guy it's like okay great well you just killed somebody like (laughs) what does that have to do with anything that's still not gonna make duncan want to go kill your wife yeah Oh well, he, wow! You went. You took him out for me. I guess I. I guess I owe him a favor. And you know me. I'm a man of honor. I. I'm. I'm known for many things. Being friends with Confederates and my honor. <laughs> um. So Duncan goes and he. He sees uh Robert and he says, "I told you." And he walks out. <laughs> and now he's with Joe. He's uh. He's like, man, when the police find out whose body that is, they're just going to go to his wife and then she'll tell him about me. And all, all I thought was like, why don't you just put his body with whatever you did with <laughs> Matlin's body? <Yeah. laughs> you clearly have a place you're keeping bodies. Uh, yeah. Like, I I mean, I know they're kind of stuck with the movies, but like, they really should have come up with like a Buffy rule where they just turned into dust yeah. or lightning. Yeah. Or they just turned into the quickening. Like, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Or like dust because they're old as fuck and their bodies would just disintegrate because yeah. it would whatever. I mean, I feel like in the first Highlander movie, like I feel like like the Kurgan's body, like it just like floated around and like turned into quickening. Yeah, I think. I don't know if it did that, but there's a lot remember. of cartoons happening. I remember yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> it's just I, I just don't understand like what what we're doing. No. Um, so Duncan is like, well, he goes, you know, this will mean, it was kind of interesting because he talks about how he, he would have to disappear. He'd start over again. He'd have to get a new name. And we've never really heard Duncan have different names. No. So I thought that was strange. I feel like I'm Duncan like, is- like, like uses a fake name for like two weeks. And he's like, ah, you can just call me Duncan. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Like maybe he has Simon. different paperwork or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so, you know, Joe's like, there's got to be another way. And uh, Joe's going to try and help. And he'll talk to her before the cops get there. And um, Duncan says, and say what? And he goes, oh, I don't know. I'm good on my feet. I'll think of something. It's <laughs> like, are you? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And I love, just Joe is just like so trying to like, like come up with a plan. It's great. Yeah. Like he just doesn't want to lose his immortal boyfriend. <laughs> it's real. <laughs> it's it's real uh, love, like little hearts in his eyes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Joe says he's going to tell her, maybe I could say you were rehearsing a movie, <laughs> which honestly, that yeah. makes more sense. Um, like, I don't see why that's really a no. big problem other than Duncan did show up to her house and that was weird. Yeah. Um, oh, no, it's a Marvel movie. The NDA is her killer. Yeah, like, you can't, yeah, exactly. You can't have people, like, leaking footage. Duncan's like, well, maybe if she knew that Matlin was trying to kill me and, uh, you know, I didn't have any choice. But he goes, why would she believe you? And Joe goes, I'll make her believe me. It's <laughs> like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I love it. I love Joe just trying to, like, oh, yeah. so And good. I like Duncan says, relax. It's not my life in your hands. It's just my life here. Which I thought was very, it's like, yeah. I mean, yeah. like at the end of the day, it's more an inconvenience than anything. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
So, you know, the, the police didn't show up yet. <laughs> they didn't find the body in a tunnel yet. <laughs> oh, wow. Who'd have thought? Like, how quickly do they think they were going to find that body? Like, hey, Duncan, have you ever worried about a body before in Seacouver? Like, this is just like a regular dead body. Like, you, like, leave behind a trail of headless bodies. Yeah. Um, so thankfully that scarf came in handy. Curlo's been yeah. there blindfolding Barb with it. Oh, and they're on the main floor of this office space. I mean, house. Guys, this is absolutely, like, all right, now that we're in this living room and really getting a look around, you can absolutely tell that this is an office. Yeah. Like, there is zero question. Yeah, they put in a TV and some bookshelves, uh, but this is an office. Yeah, the amount of plants <laughs> around. Just the way the doors are, like, the... Yeah. The... The, the, the uh, artwork. <laughs> The fucking office water tank, like... Ugh, so funny. It's great. I fucking love it. It's so dumb. Yeah, so, uh, Carlos has, has been waiting for Duncan there and tells, uh, tells Barb, like, hey, uh, why don't you get out of here? I got a friend in the car. And Barb says, he killed Robert. So I assume Curlo just went ahead and let her know, because <laughs> otherwise I'm not sure how yeah. she would know that. Um... And Curlo tells Duncan, you're so predictable. Still a hero. Oh. <laughs> and Duncan's a still a pig. Um, yeah, and so they're gonna they're gonna fight and we get like a whole whole fight scene. Yeah. They they, they fight for a bit in the um reception area, then they go up to the boardroom. <laughs> <laughs> like I just love like the more I pay attention to this place, like the, oh, it's clearly look at all the, the offices. I yeah, mean, look, it's the offices, office doors, the offices, the office doors, the recess lighting. Like, yeah, I mean, it is like in no it, like the work they've done to make this not look like an office is like the least. I mean, and the, what I love is because clearly because it is an office, it's not like they can really mess up a whole lot in this space. Mm -hmm. Like, they have to probably be very careful of the way they choreographed everything. And so, you know, they put this TV out there so he could slice the TV so they could basically create some so sort of look of damage, yeah. right? But this TV is, like, so out of place. Oh, yeah, yeah. It doesn't make any sense. No. Why, why even in a house, it would sit where it is. Well, Barb, you know, uh, you've got this large space, and it's, uh, uh, again, a, a very interesting space. Uh, but, like, I, you know, we could hire a designer for you. If you maybe, maybe for Christmas, we could, we could bring a designer in and, like, uh, you know. Okay, but also, Brett, so the other thing that they take out <laughs> is the bookshelf. Yeah. Which is not even against the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Because they just can't have anything like hit anything. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, that's so good. I love it. I love right. it. So they go running around. They're in the board. They are in the boardroom for a moment. <laughs> It's so weird. Hey, um, just, just, but when you finish the sword fight, um, just, just, uh, you, if you be careful, we, like, we, we, you know, we have a lot of trouble setting up with the conference calls, and uh, <laughs> so if you just watch the wiring, we really appreciate it. Um, and then he, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just watching them, like being so careful to not hit anything. Yes. <laughs> That's probably what I mean, but you can tell like this guy does know what he's doing. It's it's fun. It is a fun sword fight. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
the one tree they're allowed to take out that doesn't look like any of the other yep. trees. <laughs> so funny. Oh, I love it. Before they go outside to the pool, uh-huh. um, it's a fun fight scene. Oh yeah, I like it's it. a fun. I mean, obviously, there's so many things to make fun of, but also, it's. <laughs> I'm sure those sword nerds were having a blast with this, uh, <laughs> with this episode and the fight scene in it. Um, and honestly, I, when he took out, when he took his head, I didn't yeah. realize he had, he had cut his. head. I thought he had, like sliced him in the leg and then was about to go for the kill shot. I didn't realize he had already cut his head off. Yeah. Yeah. I like the little thing that Duncan ends up doing where he like twists his sword around. He like twirls it with his, <laughs> with Curlo's sword. And then he flips him into the pool. Yeah. That's fun. That's great. And uh, um, this quickening, like we are, we are just blowing up so much glass. Yeah. <laughs> but not, but not glass that actually belongs <laughs> to, the, to the actual locale. I'm yeah. sure. Just, ec- oh yeah. Yeah, we added we added a fake door to the front of this pool so we could blow it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm like looking, I'm like, I don't think that looks like the doors that they walk through. No. <laughs> so yeah, it must have been. And they and they also are using the same shot, by the way, over and over. They are blowing up one. Oh yeah. Thing, and then they just keep showing that over and over as if it's multiple, <laughs> but it's the same one. Oh yeah. Because it's the exact same shot. And there's another there's another thing that blows up that I think is supposed to be concrete, but it's yeah. so clearly styrofoam. It's bonkers. Yeah. Yeah. That also they do that one yeah. over and over again as well. Like it's just a big chunk of of styrofoam, and it's yeah. amazing. And I do love that the quickening knocks Duncan backwards into the pool. <laughs> yes. That's pretty great. Oh my god, you can actually see. So, okay, where, like, the door is, like, that metal frame. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's that's so... It's a fake door. A, because... That's so it, it fake fake. It doesn't even match well, the wall. No, it doesn't... Well, I was gonna say, it doesn't match any of the other glassware or glass furniture or anything in this building. It doesn't match anything. Yeah. Like, even the handles on that door yeah, no. do not match anything. So I'm like, so that's definitely a fakey door. Yeah. Which, that's fine. I mean, Yeah, of course. You know. That's how you do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and worse, like, I don't think, I I mean, I clearly didn't notice that last night when I watched it. No. So it's it, it served its purpose. Um, all right. So... Uh, Joe comes in with Barb. Duncan's like, uh, hey, how are you doing? And Barb's like, well, as good as I can be. I mean, most of my house is shattered, but luckily the boardroom's safe. (laughs) Um, Barb says the police, uh, they found Robert. And uh, so she's trying to ask him, like, what was he mixed up in? What was this all about? And and Duncan just says, well, knowing wouldn't make it any easier for you. Uh, That is the so, creepiest thing to say yeah like yeah oh, for sure like couldn't you just say uh he just met the wrong met up with the wrong person at the wrong time and i got involved in the same way <laughs> like happenstance like you can say literally anything yeah yeah because it makes i mean robert's not a good guy no but also like it makes him seem like he was even worse than he was yeah <laughs> like he was just a sleazeball is really what it was yeah I mean, he wanted to kill you real bad, enough where he went ahead and killed some other dude for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> He's a lawyer. He's probably got a pretty decent life life insurance policy. He's, he, like, she's actually going to yeah. make money off yeah. this deal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um. So she says, well, I guess the only thing left to say is thank you, and if I can do anything, and Duncan's like, no. And um, Joe's like, hey, if anyone asks about the videotape, and she's like, what videotape? Which is true, because she doesn't have it either. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. Like, what is she gonna say? I once saw a videotape of this. Like, yeah, like I, I none of it. I saw like, um, my husband. My husband before he died made a foot video with his mistress, and then also videotaped a, a beheading. What? Yeah. Do you have this? No. It was stolen by a frogger. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, because like that's the whole thing is like without this videotape, I'm not sure like what Joe is so worked up about. Yeah, no. Uh, he just wants to protect his boyfriend. Yeah. So she leaves and um and oh no, she doesn't leave. Joe's gonna give her a ride home, but oh. Joe's like, hey, could you just give us a minute? And I'm like, oh, so what? She's just gonna go like hang outside the gym or whatever? Like, I, yeah, kind of. Oh yeah, rude. Says, yeah. Be right with you. Uh, and then she just leaves the office. So he points to the to the uh, desk and he's like, "So is that it?" And and Joe says, is "That Robert's tape." And Duncan goes, "Looks like it." And Joe goes, "You just have it lying around." Anybody could take it and watch it over and over again. <laughs> yeah, he says he goes, "You know, this could have real significance, like real historical value." Fucking weirdo. <laughs> And he's like, is this for your own personal business, Joe? Um, I know you guys are watchers. <laughs> like, yeah. do you do anything while you're watching? Yeah. It, oh God. And uh, he says, Duncan tells him, oh, I thought watchers never use cameras. And Joe says, well, I mean, since you already have it, I'll just hang on to it. Gee. And he says, whatever's on the tape is yours, Joe. And Joe goes, you erased it, didn't you? You fucking asshole. <laughs> Yeah. Like, Joe, <laughs> calm it down. <laughs> it's too much. It's too much, Joe. It's it's so weird. He's so thirsty for that tape. Oh my god. Alright, well that was the episode. Best dressed, worst dressed. Um, I I gotta say Carlo Carlo with the cape and the hat. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty fantastic. Like there's not a lot in this episode, but there no, is that. Oh, there's a lot of bad. There's a lot of bad. Truth. because uh, we got we got a Duncan J. Leno look. Um everyone's wearing baggy shit. Everyone's just bagging it up today. Yeah. I mean, Duncan with this, like, hoodie, this sweatshirt hoodie thing, like, everywhere. Most of the episode, he's wearing this thing. It's been multiple days, and he's still wearing that same thing. Um, And even Joe, like... He's also got a slouchy sweater when he's like hanging out. It's like, come on, guys. What? Yeah, I get it. It's, it's the 90s, great. but this is it not is. good. It's not great at all. No. And even Barb. I mean, I hate to throw Barb under the bus. She's had a rough day, but like that look. Can you imagine if if she got killed? She died in that look. Oof. She would have died in that look. Man, imagine dying in that look in a boardroom <laughs> in your own home. It's been a real tough day. Real tough day. She was told her name was on a slideshow and she had to build a department in a week. Oh boy, that would be terrible. <laughs> um, so I don't know which one you want to go with. Ah, oh, God. I they're all bad, but so unremarkable as well. Like, I I almost wanna say Barb, just because she's crazy rich. Um, and she chooses to live in... I'm sorry, but if you choose to live in that glass <laughs> office space, you have to wear, like, a fucking Dynasty shoulder pad, like, pantsuits, <laughs> like, 24-7. I'm sorry. It's just the rules. You have to dress like you're at work. If you're gonna, if you're gonna live in an office, you gotta dress like you're going to work. Okay. I've got a new contender for worst dress. <laughs> All right. I'll take it. All right. 2148. We are with all the folks about to see Duncan get hung. 
We've got dirty kids up front, but that fifth kid right behind the group of four. Oh, all right. I'm almost with there. That, with that hat being all kinds of gross and dirty. All right. All right. Almost there. Oh, no I, forgot, I, forgot about, I forgot about the fancy cops. I do like the fancy <laughs> cops with their gloves and their hats. Yeah. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> hey, dirty kid. What's your deal? He's not even... That kid's not even allowed to sit up on no, the stage too with the dirty. <laughs> Get that stained poncho in the back. That is what poor... What happened to that poor kid? <laughs> <laughs> Most excited child, by the way. Most oh, yeah. excited. But yeah, that's that's my... Yeah, <laughs> my yeah that's worse stress. stress. That is worse stress. <laughs> That's the only thing worse than wearing uh, casual nonsense in a boardroom. (laughs) All right. Who won and who lost? Well, I mean, lawyer lost, right? Like, all-time loser. Yeah, yeah. Didn't even get to finish fucking (laughs) any sex video. (laughs) Not even. Yeah, not even. Because I was almost going to say Lisa because I was like, oh, she had a a foot video made that's out there in the world. I mean, as far as she knows, is out there in the world. And she's never heard from lawyer guy again. (laughs) Like, what's to become of that video in her mind? Yeah, but in 1994, what's really going to happen to it? Nothing. There's There's no internet to upload it to. Yeah. When did the the Pam and Tommy video come out? Oh, that's when it. Re- that's when things really yeah, happened. Yeah, that was like I'm ninety seven, ninety eight, maybe. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, it must have been ninety five. Anyway, ninety five. See, see, it was close. It was close. Wow. Which means, yeah, which which means definitely sex videos were worth yeah. thing, Clearly, oh, of course, obviously, of course. obviously. But uh, yeah, ni- if if he could have just survived one more year, he could have just had it all online. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. All right, so, but yeah, I, I get lawyer dude lost, but I, it was since of his own making. Oh yeah, he, like, he brought uh, it on himself. Like, yeah, what a fucking loser. Yeah, like he was gonna lose whether he was in this episode or survived it. Like he just was gonna lose. Uh, who won? Did Barb win? Oh yeah, Barb's a fucking hero. Like, like got rid of that loser. Yeah. Like, sh- like she's gonna make money off of his insurance. And when she turns thirty-five, she gets that thirty-five payout. <laughs> And, um, you know, like, I, uh, like, we know that the pool and everything is fucked. Like, I, yeah. like, there's so much broken glass. I think you just gotta fucking bulldoze the whole thing. Cause, yeah, like, you're gonna yeah. be stepping on glass for the rest of your life. There's no way. Oh, God. So, you, so she's gonna be able to destroy that home, that murder house. That office murder. <laughs> and, that mixed use commercial <laughs> space. <laughs> and hopefully she can move into a proper home. Ugh. Just watching that scene where everyone is just so excited. These kids are so excited Ugh. to see a murder. Um, all right. Well, would you like to tell me what's on the next episode? Oh, I would very much so. I'm very excited about the next episode of Highlander, the television series, a show that we watch every week. This, is, of course, is the episode, uh, season three, episode 11, Vendetta. I like all these one-word titles we're getting lately. Um, yeah. To save his own hide, Petty Hoodlum, Benny Carbassa, the Nathan Detroit of immortality. Already, I love him. I love him. Uh, Turns McCloud over to an aging gangster, determined to see McCloud dead before he dies. In the midst of this, Anne returns, having convinced herself that McCloud will open up in his own time and determined not to push him too hard. In flashback, we see McCloud's first meetings with Benny in 1938 at the Coconut Lounge. Oh! 
that sounds great. I love a coconut lounge. That sounds great. Yes. Wait, all right, I'm going to read that last sentence because it's, it's still good. Um, at the coconut lounge, a club operated by two young brothers who are rivals for the same torch singer. Ooh. Whoa. This sounds good. I mean, at least we'll be in a different era where hopefully we don't have crazy... Uh, uh, we're definitely going to have crazy accents, but it mm-hmm. won't be from from Adrian Paul. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, just interesting note. So this episode was November 28th, 94. Mm-hmm. Next episode, we're going to jump ahead to January 30th of 95. Oh. So that so this is this is this episode we watched was their mid-season break. This is what they Ooh. ended on. <laughs> no, thank you. Very strange. I fell Very asleep the first time stress. I watched it and like I was I was like really struggling to pay attention the second time. <laughs> wow. It is a boring up. Yeah, I I just I didn't I mean well we we've already discussed yeah. but I did not understand the accents. No, just, no, the accents was, were very kooky. Too much for me. The too ac- much. The accents were a lot. I love the plan of getting Duncan lost in a maze. That's funny, and I love the the fact that they lived in an office. Like those are that's all I got for this episode. So dumb. Oh, and I love Joe like being so just so so into immortals. It's super like the most into immortals one could be like no kink shaming except feet but still joe come Always. on come on oh man all right well if there's nothing else for this episode then we're out guys uh bye goodbye Thanks for listening. If you want to send us feedback, you can contact us via notscott at reactionary-sass.com on facebook.com slash groups slash notscott and at notquitescott on Twitter. Call the SAS line 321-710-4947. Our other podcast and individual social media accounts can be found at reactionary-sass.com. Didn't know what I wanted to do So I took the LSAT and then just like that Got accepted at Glendale U Everyone said it was a real safe bet A prestigious and lucrative vocation So I set out on a journey to become an attorney Without a moment's hesitation But here's some free advice I'm giving When it comes to deciding what to do for a living Don't be a lawyer Quickest way to ruin your life Don't be a lawyer Not worth it, it'll leave you dead inside The job is inherently crappy That's why you've never met a lawyer who's happy It's a guaranteed soul destroyer Don't be a lawyer Law school debt, daily regret Is that what you dreamed of as a kid? Or did you hope one day that you find a way to spend four years working on a pharmaceutical company's merger with another pharmaceutical company? Your only expertise is running up fees, speaking legalese like a dick. But it's not too late to avoid this fate, find any other job to pick. Sure, your parents might think you're a failure, but no one's ever said, first let's kill all the tailors, don't be a lawyer. It really, really sucks Don't be a lawyer
one you work with looks like Ally McBeal There are so many other professions That don't turn you into Jeff Sessions Just say no to the lawyer employer No! Don't be a lawyer What about human rights law? No money, no, no money Environmental law? No money, even less money Immigration law? No money, plus it's a bummer Okay, but what if one day you make it to the Supreme Court? It'd be great to be on the Supreme Court But you'll never be on the Supreme Court There's truly no chance of that happening The preceding song in no way reflects the views of CBS and the CW Network Ah, screw it See? Don't be alone